With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And have this government be what it's supposed to be, which is of, for, and by the people, and not of, for, and by the corporation. Yeah, that would be nice. But, you know, it's going to be a hard struggle with the Illuminati in control. Hell yeah. You know, and, uh, man. They're, they're coming to take me away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. to be continued. You bet. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, hello. God bless. <laughs> one more, one more, one more. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. these days. I just had a, a, a thought. I was just uh, thinking about years ago when I used to live in New Jersey and uh, I was driving in this uh, suburban town and it was a real waspy kind of town. Uh, waspy, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. And I'm coming down. It's a narrow street and there's a city bus. is coming down a side street. And the guy didn't want to stop. And he had to make, I mean, to make a left-hand turn on the street that I was coming down would have been unbelievable, so difficult. So the guy was a jerk. You know, I could have just passed him, no problem. But he didn't want to stop. So I stopped, I was in a convertible, and I stopped my car right at the beginning of the side street. And the guy looks out his window and he says, back up your car, smuck. And I looked at him and I said, yo, the word is not smuck, it's schmuck. And he says, back up your car, smuck. 
And I said, you got a hearing problem? I said, the word is schmuck. So he then he says, back up your car, schmuck. And I started clapping my hands. I said, hey, you finally got it. I said, now you got it. I ain't backing up. Make your turn. I'll tell you, I couldn't believe it. Instead of the bus backing up, the guy had to go on the lawn of the house on the other side of the street, all because he was a jerk. And he made his turn, but he ruined the lawn. He took down all kinds of plants and trees. And I just, he looked at me, the guy was so ticked off. And I just held up my left hand with my first three fingers. And I said to him, read between the lines. And the guy was so upset, I can't imagine why. Anyway, this is health talk, this is Hesh. And, uh, you know, we, we got so much stuff that we hear about in the mainstream media about terrorism. We got people that are shooting people in, in schools and in the movie houses and, you know, the, the contrived shootings in San Francisco by illegal aliens. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But in, in, the, in the wake of the recent revelations that Planned Parenthood is allegedly engaged in the practice of selling body parts of aborted babies. I mean, millions of people are asking what happened to the soul of this country? And is it ever possible to get it back? And if if you've been following this unbelievable story You know that the excuse that Planned Parenthood officials gave for their engaging in this unbelievably disgusting practice was to advance biotech science. Oh, come on, man. So there was this report on July 14th out of Breitbart News that said that an undercover video shot last summer by a new pro-life organization called Center for Medical Progress purports to show the chief medical officer of Planned Parenthood of America talking on camera about how to abort a child intact so the child's body parts can be transferred for medical and scientific research. In other words, to put it another way, take the kid bring them out intact, cut them open, sell the body parts. So the video also showed what was purported to be an actual online order form, seriously, from STEM Express with a pull-down menu for brain, heart, uh, and uh, veins and arteries attached, and lungs and liver and thymus and spleen and large intestine. I and the, and the order form also specifies the gestational range from four weeks and up. Now, people that remember the Holocaust would remember that a Nazi doctor, Joseph Mengel, 
also known as the Angel of Death, was infamous for his abuse and quote-unquote scientific experimentation on the prisoners at Auschwitz. What he did was he attempted to demonstrate the degeneration of Jewish, Jewish and gypsy blood through the documentation of physical oddities and the collection and the harvesting of tissue samples and body parts and many of his test subjects, if you will, died as a result of the experimentation or were murdered in order to facilitate post-mortem examination. So the historical reasons for questioning what the media tells you goes back to this time during the years of 1939 to 1945. And during those war years, the world's most influential daily was the New York Times. And even then, the top editors of this renowned newspaper deliberately downplayed the Holocaust and even at times ignoring it or denying it altogether. And this is documented in a book called Buried by the Times. So now history is repeating itself in regards to the style of denial and misdirection being propagated by the media. In the case of Planned Parenthood, the lamestream media continues to de-emphasize this scandal and some egregious instances even defends the practice that Planned Parenthood has allegedly engaged in. And this is all being done in the name of science or a woman's choice or the betterment of society. Well, you remember Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols that exploded this truck bomb in Oklahoma City? Remember that? And following the arrest and trial, a number of mostly left-wing media outlets began to portray McVeigh as a Christian killer whose religious views somehow contributed to his heinous act of terrorism. But as many other researchers and journalists have pointed out since, McVeigh, who did admit that he grew up Catholic, was an agnostic who once told some interviewer that science was his religion and he did not believe in hell. Then, then you see the difference between reality and what the media portrays. Then there's this case of the death doctor, this Farid Fata, who was a Detroit area oncologist that subjected his patients to harmful health-robbing cancer treatments like chemotherapy, even though they didn't have cancer. And back in, I don't know, well, it was reported by the Washington Post, report under Michigan law that the guy could get his medical license back after five years. 
It was revoked in January 2014. So I, it's not likely that the guy will ever practice medicine again because he faces 175 years in prison after confessing to 13 counts of health care fraud, one count of conspiracy to pay or receive kickbacks, and two counts of money laundering. But, but the thought that he could once again hold a medical license that he used to maim and kill is unbelievable. And there are instances of violence like this when the people begin to question the alleged scientific facts from corporations like Monsanto. So pushback in the form of violence from the chemical companies like Monsanto doesn't occur just domestically here in the U.S., but even in rural regions of Argentina. I mean, there was a, there was a lecture for a small com community in La Leonesa, and that meeting place was attacked before the professor could even meet with the town to discuss the destructive effects of glyphosate. So the guy is on the way, but the lecture hall is attacked. Gee, I wonder why, hmm, of course Monsanto wouldn't do anything like that because their product is so good. And then we have other examples of science as terrorism that in the recently passed California law of, you know, Senate Bill 277, which requires parents of public and private school children to expose them to vaccines that have harmed, maimed, and killed scores of children. So like the cultist Nazis, the supporters of that bill, including the governor, Jerry Brown, who signed it, had no regard for parent choice and just parroted the repeated lie that all vaccines are safe. So terrorism is a very powerful word. But increasingly progressive social engineers and the cultural elite are resorting to some level of intellectual and physical political violence to enforce their will and demand conformity from the masses. And that is the textbook definition of terrorism. Violence in the pursuit of a political goal or political aim. And as with the GMO debate and the global warming and the climate change and, of course, vaccines, because science is the rallying cry of the howling wolves on the progressive left who want to supplant genuine science, the testing and questioning of things in order to discover a more accurate truth with feel-good activism. You know, it doesn't sit well for science in general. 
And it certainly ain't going to help us recover the soul of this country. I mean, it's time for drastic change. You know what I mean? It really is. We have a constitution. Well, I should say we have limitations that the constitution places on government. And it doesn't matter much these days to many of our elected hookers. Because many have speculated that if our founding fathers were somehow able to step into modern America, the technology would blow them away. But of course, then they would not recognize our governing system. So back to the California recent law, mandating that all children have to be vaccinated in order to attend a public and private school is a case in point because that is a Stalin-like solution to a non-existing problem. And the problem is a rampant threat to public health from non-vaccinated kids, which basically turn parental rights upside down. So now, one state lawmaker says he he's not prepared to let what he views as a major constitutional um, crapola go unchallenged. So Democratic Representative Mike Gatto was a constitutional and an, an appellate lawyer by trade, hints that he might seek to get the law overturned. And in the USA Today column, basically <clears throat> the guy said that he swore an oath to uphold the U.S. and California constitutions. But sometimes he said that means I have to vote against res- quote-unquote responsible bills that basically represent government overreach. So California's brand-new ban- mandate that a child cannot attend school <clears throat> unless he's vaccinated for 10 conditions and any other disease named appropriate was such an occasion. So the legislation affects four fundamental rights. To parent one's children to refuse medical treatment, to practice one's one's religion for those who creed whose creed genuinely doesn't really like medicine, and to attend the school, which is a unique right recognized in California. So the guy, Gatto, went on to say that <clears throat> even if the state government does have a compelling interest in slowing the spread of disease. Lawmakers and the governor cannot infringe on the Constitution and the civil liberties with overly broad laws, especially if less restrictive means of achieving the compelling interests are available. And then he said, consider the following examples. He said there are 1.2 million Americans with HIV and 178 
this year with measles. 1.2 million HIV, 178 measles. And he said, just as the vaccines slow or halt the spread of measles, the prophylactic slower halt HIV. But could the government mandate that everyone use condoms to stop the spread of HIV? Of course not. Because decisions like that are not for the government to make. So what happens is it was revealed that about 56,000 Americans die every year from the flu or from pneumonia. So if there were prohibitions on travel and the assembly of anyone who was suspected of suffering from either of those conditions, that would go a long way towards curbing the spread of each illness and save lives. However, the right to assemble and the right to travel freely around the country are bedrock liberties in the U.S. guaranteed by the Constitution. And the governments could not deny them to people on the basis of having the flu. So Gatto also said that many scholarly writings have noted that the court rulings permitting mandatory vaccines are narrow, outdated, and originate from a line of precedent that also gave the government power to sterilize anyone it deemed generally unfit. <laughs> you gotta, you, man, you got to love this. So the proponents of mandatory vaccinations say that the supporters of parental rights and vaccine choice all should trust the scientists. And while Gatto says that he does, he also knows that the vaccination proponents would be wise to trust constitutional lawyers. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So a law that would mandate vaccinating kindergartners for an STD shot or shots for tetanus, which are not communicable, and any other vaccines that some bureaucrat chooses, has to happen or the kid loses the right to education. Don't you think that's a little too broad to be constitutional? So it wasn't clear whether Gatto planned to file a legal challenge to the law but the fact that he bucked his own political party over fundamental constitutional issues is very refreshing and very enlightening. And in contrast to this, the editorial board of USA Today, who is the gatekeeper of progressive elitism in media, not only approves of California's restrictive laws, but is urging all states to adopt something like it. <laughs> So there ain't nothing like a little bit of authoritarianism to throw our founding fathers through a loop. I mean, if they ever make it back to the future, you know, 
So the good news is, in poll after poll, Americans are showing their displeasure with their elected leaders. Trust has evaporated. Institutions like Congress and the Supreme Court have seen their approval ratings just go deep down. And maybe at some point the anger will manifest itself in a political revolution that spells the end to career politics and disproportionate influence from special interest groups like the pharmaceutical industry. You know, I always had this this saying that I really liked, you know, it said, I always said, and I have a t-shirt that says, vote for change, re-elect none of them. <laughs> so, just moving along here, uh, in Germany, about 100,000 beekeepers are calling for a nationwide ban on the cultivation of genetically modified crops. And the beekeepers are represented by the German Beekeepers Association, which is pursuing the ban after the introduction of legislation showing member states to opt out of genetically modified planning schemes that have been approved at the European Union level. So this law will allow a member state to ban genetically modified agriculture in all or part of its territory. And the legislation is strongly opposed, obviously, by the genetically modified proponents and has become a controversial issue through the European Union. But the German Beekeepers Association is urging the agricultural minister to enact a ban throughout the entire country but the minister is calling for each state or region within Germany to decide on an individual basis. So the beekeepers are arguing that this will not be an effective solution because of the range that the bees travel to collect nectar. And the Beekeeper Association maintains that such a piecemeal approach involving some areas that are GMO-free and others that are not is environmentally agriculturally unacceptable, adding that the bees have no borders. So the threat to the honeybees created by the genetically modified agriculture comes from the widespread use of certain pesticides, notably glyphosate, by the industry that contains neonicotinoids, which have been proven to be toxic to bees and other forms of life. And in The Guardian, they stated that the neonicotinoids are already known as a major cause of the decline of bees and other pollinators. These pesticides can be applied to the seeds of crops. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Okay, let me get rid of this guy. 
John, I got to call you back. I'm on the internet radio right now. So they they show that and uh, that it's it's bad, and that they remain in the plants as it grows, killing the insects which eat it. So the quantities required to destroy insect life are really, really, really small. And by volume, these poisons are 10,000 times as powerful as DDT. So when the honeybees are exposed to just 5 nanograms of neonicotinoids, half of them will die. And as the bees and the hoverflies and the butterflies and the moths and the beetles and the other pollinators feed from the flowers of the treated crops, they are able to absorb enough of the pesticide to compromise their survival. This is what's happening. And there's experts out here that believe that these pesticides are partly responsible for the continuing deaths of millions of bees due to what has been termed colony collapse disorder in 2014, where 37 million bees in Canada suddenly dropped dead after nearby cornfields were planted with GMO crops. So the genetically modified supporters and the apologists rushed to explain that the bees were not killed by the GMO corn, but that the deaths were due to the neonicotinoid pesticides used by the industry. And although the bee deaths were not maybe directly due to the effects of the genetically modified plants, there is enough as evidence indicating they were indeed killed by the pesticides used in conjunction with the genetically modified corn cultivation. And even though the new legislation allows the member states to ban genetically modified crops in part or all of their territory, the legal experts say that Germany is going to face an uphill battle in having a nationwide ban approved. So if the GMO industry can challenge a ban like this, which it almost certainly will, the European Court of Justice will be called on to make a decision. And the European Court of Justice has a presumption in favor of the European single market, according to gmwatch.org. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in Germany because the case could set a precedent for the rest of the European Union. And it's hoped that the beekeepers will be able to force the implementation of a nationwide ban. So GM Watch also reports that the genetically modified industry hopefully and could go down in history as having broken apart the European Union and set one sector of the food and agriculture industry against another. There was a very interesting case that happened, I think it was in Hawaii, and I'm not sure, where one of the councilmen or one politician said that he has no problem eating 
genetically modified foods. So, and, and they knew this, and the people that were there testifying knew this. So one lady just said, well, sir, I have a salad for you, and I would like to offer it to you. And he said, oh, what's in it? She said, well, there's lettuce and tomatoes, and there's sprouts, and, and there's um, broccoli and some cauliflower, and there's some uh, seeds, nuts and seeds. He said, wow, it sounds really good. And, and, and she said, yeah, I think you'll particularly like the um, salad dressing. And he said, oh, really? What is it? And she said, it's, it's pure 100% glyphosate. It's, you know, the active ingredient in, in Roundup. The guy said, I passed. She said, but yeah, but you say it's safe. It's safe to eat, so why, why, why wouldn't you take it? <laughs> this is really interesting, you know. We have the same situation here with uh, our city council. It goes, we got a rail. Uh, it's got, what a fiasco that is. There's a rail that's being um, thrust upon society in Hawaii. And in our county, in the Oahu County Charter, the charter calls for steel on steel. So one of our guys, Ikaika Anderson, who I call Pinocchio Anderson, said that if we switched from steel on steel to a less uh, obtrusive style, like, say, Maglev or Monorail or something like that, the feds would take their money back. And that was absolutely correct. But there was one thing that he forgot to say. And what he forgot to say or reveal, which I, I did to no avail, was that if the people voted to amend the charter and a resolution was passed taking away steel on steel as the format for rail and indicating maglev or monorail, which, number one, was more efficient, number two, was less expensive, the feds would not take any money back because that would be in our charter and that would go hand-in-hand hand with the way it was supposed to go. So when we talked about that, when I testified about that, when there's a guy that works for HART, that's the Rail Transit Authority, HART, his name is Dan Grabaskis. I call him Dan Grab the Cash because steel on steel, in order to have that go for 20 miles or 20 stops or whatever it is, is in the billions. That's with a B. So if they had switched, oh, oh yeah, it's in the billions, it makes a lot of noise, and it can't run after midnight because it would be too noisy. But if they switched to, say, Maglev, which would be more efficient and more quiet, it could run 24 hours a day with no problem. And the cost of that whole frog project would never even reach $1 billion. So I said, after I said all that, I said, the reason why nobody wants to do that 
is because when it's in the billions, that offers a lot more in payoffs to all the crooked politicians. They didn't like it when I said that. I wonder why they didn't like that. Do you think I offended somebody? If you, if you had a choice to build a system that would be less than a billion dollars or would be anywhere to five to seven billion dollars, less than a billion or five to seven billion, who in their right mind would elect five to seven billion? The only person who would elect five to seven billion is somebody who is standing to benefit from the high cost of the project. And that's what was revealed, and that's what got people upset, and that's what almost got me banned from testifying before the city council. <laughs> but who cares? You got to tell the truth. So while we're talking about all the scams that are going on, we learned recently that the CDC, the Centers for Deceit, Control, and Procrastination, deliberately destroyed evidence linking vaccines to autism in black children. It's serious. And this outrageous example of scientific fraud has the curious effect of disproportionately harming black babies more than white babies. Yet, the systematic destruction of black lives through vaccine mandates, thank you, Jerry Brown, making him the new medical KKK of California, is only the tip of the iceberg of this story because between the U.S. government's funding of the Planned Parenthood and its butchery on literally thousands of unborn babies every day, most of which are from African-American mothers, and the government's deliberate cover-up of the links between vaccine and autism African-American infants, it's becoming quite clear that the U.S. government is engaged in the destruction of black lives under the banners of public health and women's health. Now, this is not the first time that the blacks have been used by the U.S. government in the heinous medical crimes against humanity. And as the black leaders have already mentioned in heated protests against the Senate Bill 277 vaccine mandate in California, the U.S. government openly condoned the Tuskegee medical experiments during which the government-funded scientists ran medical experiments on the blacks for 40 years from 1932 to 1972. And the National Institute of Health even funded medical experiments on minority prisoners in Guatemala, something for which Obama was forced to apologize after the truth emerged, which was the truth about medical experiments 
being something the government and the media both prefer to keep secret. So don't be surprised to learn how vaccines and abortions systematically target African-Americans. It's a pattern of medical genocide that's been ingrained in the United States government for at least 100 years. And this is, you know, this is deliberate. I don't know if you guys know about a guy named John Rappaport. John Rappaport has a website called No More Fake News. And he is really an outspoken guy. And you can go there and you can subscribe to his newsletters for free. And you should because he's a good guy. What he said was 11 years have passed since the CDC committed its crime of concealing the MMR vaccine autism connection. How many parents never informed of the truth have permitted their children to receive this vaccine? And how many children have been struck down by the vaccine? And what about the fact that the MMR vaccine is one of the shots that has been mandated by law in California in other states and in Australia. Mandating neurological destruction of children is a crime that must be investigated and punished. And if these states and other countries insist on keeping the MMR in their schedule, they are the guilty party. So in other words, by mandating vaccines in California, while offering no warning to black families, Governor Jerry Brown, a Democrat, just committed an act of medical genocide against the blacks. And beyond the human and ethical cost of such an act of medical violence against blacks, Governor Brown also ushered in a new wave of future medical costs for California taxpayers due to the extreme long-term expenses associated with autism, brain damage, and kidney failure, health conditions routinely associated with toxic vaccines, and more accurately, the toxic adjuvant ingredient and preservatives added to them. So to the corrupt politicians, the black lives don't matter anymore, right? Because the politicians in charge no longer believe they need the black votes to stay in power. After all, the liberals now have the Latinos swarming across the border, illegally voting in an election where no IDs are allowed to be checked, thanks to the wholly corrupt anti-American Supreme Court. So in the eyes of these death-dealing Democrat politicians, they don't need the blacks anymore. So the African-Americans get slaughtered at the clinics, brain damaged by vaccines, and economically enslaved in a corrupt criminal justice system that turns black slave labor into corporate profits. Yes, the prison system generates massive profits for wealthy corporations off the backs of the new slave class of incarcerated African-Americans. And yet, As all this takes place, members of the mentally ill Democratic leadership claim they love minorities 
asserting that they have a monopoly on compassion and the protection of lives. But guess who's really engaged in the worst crimes against the blacks? It was the Democrats that pushed and passed the Senate Bill 277 vaccine mandate that now condemns young African-American babies to brain damage and autism from unsafe vaccines. It is the Democrats who are outrageously defending the organ harvesting from unborn babies via Planned Parenthood, even while knowing that Planned Planned Parenthood clinics are disproportionately located in black neighborhoods. It was the Democrats who started the KKK and ran the KKK. That's the Ku Klux Klan, for those of you who don't understand the letters. It was Democrats who desperately tried to block the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and it was the Republicans who came to the rescue to pass it into law. The Democrats even ran domestic terrorism organizations across America that targeted blacks, and the Democrats were among the prominent owners of southern slave plantations. And today, the wealthy Democrats are deeply involved in the corporate-run prison system that exploits modern slave labor for profit. So I realize this is the exact opposite of what you are told by the lying mainstream media because they hope you never read the real history of the systematic suppression, oppression, and genocide committed against blacks by the Democrats and the big government. But anyone who studies actual history can't turn a blind eye to these fundamental truths. So... I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like hearing this, but it's got to be said. And I, how can I be silenced on this government-funded genocide against blacks in America? The CDC's lies on vaccines are just the tip of the iceberg. The ways in which the blacks are being murdered, slaughtered, enslaved, and snared, and trapped by the idiotic war on drugs is mind-boggling. And it's all kept in place by the powerful politicians in Washington on both sides of the aisle who benefit from keeping certain members of sobriety oppressed and deliberately uninformed. Okay. I have a white label on my body. And I am angry about genocide against blacks and anyone else. And I can't sit back and I can't remain silent while my fellow brothers and sisters are exterminated through vaccines, abortions, government-run drugs, and the slave-based prison labor system. These radically based biased injustices are intolerable, and yet they all come from the same government that far too many African Americans accidentally elected into office, believing that they would help them. So if you're black, here's what I think you need to remember. In all this, the government is not your friend. Stop electing corrupt the government sellouts into office. They don't love you. They don't care for you. They won't help you. They will discard you and your babies the minute the election polls are closed. They will commit murder and call it tissue harvesting for science when it turns out they're really harvesting whole babies that were born alive. It's murder 
and it's being done to black babies every hour of the day across America. So if you don't rise up and oppose these issues of vaccines and abortions and prison slave labor, you're going to be exterminated by the system, the very system that a huge number of awakened white people are also trying to expose. Remember, this is not a war on you by white people. It's a war on you by big government gone bad. And if you hope to stop the genocide and medical atrocities, you've got to help stop the dangerous growth of government power, government cover-ups, and government censorship of the real truth. So as one man that has a white label on his body who seeks to protect all lives, Whatever label you have, black, white, Latino, even the lives of conscious animals, there's going to be a great many other people with white labels across the realm of independent media who will aggressively defend your freedoms, your families, and your future. You know, I am so opposed to the mainstream media's outrageous lies and their attempt to depict whoever goes against them as racist rednecks. It, you know, but I'll tell you more than that, what really upsets me more than anything. <clears throat> we, and the government is, is definitely part of the we, we see and judge people by their labels. You have people that are white, that are black, that are yellow, that are brown. You have people that are tall, that are short, that are wide, that are slim. You have people with blue and black and green eyes. You have people that have problems and don't have problems. And this is the description of the vehicle. If you go out on the street, you see, I don't know, hundreds of different makes of cars driving by. And all those cars have different accessories and different colors. And there's different models. And yet, the one thing that they all have in common is they cannot move unless the vehicle has a driver. Is that so far so good? So no car can move unless it's on a hill and the brake releases or brakes, then it drives down the hill. But it can't turn, it can't steer, it can't stop, it can't do anything else. The only person who can do that would be the driver. Okay. What if you viewed the human body as a vehicle that could not move unless there was a driver in it? And if you take a live body and a dead body and you put them side by side, first of all, all the organs in both are still there. All the colors are still there. All the shapes and the sizes, they're all still there. 
The only thing that is missing is the breathing. The body with the vehicle is breathing. The body without the vehicle is not breathing. That's why it's dead. Okay, so then if a body, a vehicle, has a driver, what is the difference between the driver and the vehicle? The vehicle has a beginning, and then it grows, and then it gets smaller, and then it dies. That's the bodily vehicle. The driver of the vehicle is not material. It doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. It doesn't grow. And the driver of the vehicle, at the time the vehicle dies, leaves that vehicle and takes on another vehicle. Why? Due to the cultivation of certain desires and certain wants, that has a very subtle um, a very subtle uh, example of what is coming ahead. Now, am I talking about reincarnation? Yes, I am. If you don't believe it, fine. Hang up, turn off the radio, don't listen. But you should because the desires that are manifested while the soul is in a particular body and the soul is the driver of the bodily vehicle, that determines the future body. So if you live your life like an animal and simply eat and sleep and mate and defend and have no consciousness and don't care and just whatever, then you have a very profound opportunity of taking on a lower form than the human form in your next life and have to progress all the way back up again to the human form. The human form is the only form where a choice is manifested. You see, the lower forms are governed by the laws of nature. They don't bear any karma. They do what they do because that's inherent in their form. And they go bodily, 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 body, 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 through thousands of years and finally come to the human form. The human form now has a choice. Do I wish to simply gratify my senses or would I like to turn to the Supreme Person and develop a relationship with Him? Okay. What is the difference between the two choices? One goes to material sense enjoyment, which we see is not always fruitful. If you take a look at so many wealthy people, they commit suicide because they're miserable. They go on drugs, they do all kinds of stuff, and they die. They're miserable. They're not happy. Why? They got all the money. They got all the women. They got all the men. They got all the clothes. They got the big houses. But still, they're not happy. So that's a bit of a waste of time. Now, if you turn to trying to develop a relationship with God, 
Yes, you might think that's restrictive, but you're still engaged in the process of life. You still need to have clothes. You still need to drive a car. You still are going to have a wife or a husband. You're still going to have babies. You still got to have the money to put your babies and your kids through school. And you, it's, but your consciousness is not about the quest for more and more and more, but it is about the quest for more and more and more connection with God. So what does that do? Let's say you're living your life, you live in a nice house, you belong to country clubs, you do all kinds of stuff, but still you're doing this for whatever reason you're doing it, but still you're trying to develop your relationship with God. That will enable you when you leave your body to stand a really good chance of either going back to the spiritual world or taking on a body where you can pick up where you left off. So if you follow God's instructions and you try to develop your love for him in a small way, it pays off. And what's the easiest way to do this? All the foods that you eat, plant-based, grain foods, whatever, anything that doesn't have a face or a mother, and eggs. Okay? So that includes fruits, vegetables, grains, and dairy products. If you, before you eat that, offer it to him, he accepts it. By his accepting that, you are eating food that is free from the karmic reaction of having to kill the plants to put that food on your plate. Then after a while, you might find yourself stopping the eating of things that had a face and a mother and egg for the simple reason that you cannot offer it to the person that you're trying to get back to. Now, so when I see a black person on the street, I don't see a black person. I see a soul that's in a dark vehicle, like I'm a soul in a light vehicle. And to me, it doesn't matter, which makes us all brothers and sisters. We should make it that we should try to harmonize and help one another. And this is the problem with the politicians. They have absolutely no clue. And they're total racists. So, I think I'm almost out of time here, and uh, it's just, the show is about where corruption and terrorism really lies, and rest assured that it lies not with the people, but it lies with the media and the politicians, and it's time for a change. Play the trump card. It's worth the time and the money, and it'll be a barrel full of laughs. I mean, can it be any worse than going all the way from Bush all the way through Clinton and having an actor, Ronald Reagan, as president who didn't know what, and yet he runs, and then George Jr., who's the biggest idiot on the planet? I don't know. How bad can Trump be? I think it'd be worth it. That'd be funnier than Saturday Night Live, but who knows? It might bring about change. Anyway, 
This was Ash. This is Self Talk. And uh, I'm still alive. I'll catch you all next week. Aloha. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 251 
5-4-6-5-9. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's August 11th, 2015, and uh, let's see here. It is Tuesday, and that means uh, we're going to have Al from Colorado here in a minute. But first, let me give you the numbers. If you want to call in and participate... 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980, that's how you can call in and participate in the show, get on the air, all that good stuff. If you'd like to just uh, participate, uh, you know, from your computer, just typing away, maybe you're at work or something. Well, I guess you ought to be working and all, but, uh, you know, if you have a job where you can multitask, you can go in the chat room and you can, uh, you know, go in there and uh, chat with the other folks, ask questions, make comments, all that. Uh, You don't have to participate in the show. You can just go in there and socialize if you'd like. TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com is where you find that. You'll see the chat link. You just click on that, and you go in there, and boom, you're doing it. You can also uh, instant message me on Yahoo Instant Messenger, AVRN Talk, is the screen name. So that's how you do that, AVRN Talk. All right, so like I said, it is Tuesday, and that means we got the lightning round, and we got Al from Colorado. Welcome, yeah. Al. Une- yes, une- I see. Somewhat, is, somewhat unexpectedly. I, well, let's put it this way. I may or may not be here next week, so if you call and there's no answer, you'll know I'm gone, okay? Well, it's nice you're, uh, you know, giving me I'll such definite plans. I'll let you know plans. what's going on here, and <laughs> uh, I'll uh, send you an IM, let you know if I'm going to be here or not. Okay, okay, that'll do. Okay, well, it looks like our friend Hitlery is not doing so well against Bernie. Yeah, or anyone else. Yeah. Mhm. I mean, Hillary. Look, you know. I mean, come on. How much baggage, really? I mean, who in the Democratic Party, the leadership, really out thinks that Hillary is going to be able to survive any of this? I mean, she's not even surviving now, and nobody's well, really going after her yet. Don't be surprised, Frank, if she does get the nomination with all the dirt that's on her. It seems like she's the Teflon Hitlery is what it sounds like. So what is this? The, the Republicans and the uh, Democrats are on a race to see who can throw the election you know, to the other guy? Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. I did watch the the, the so-called debate last week. Okay? I, uh, I didn't get to watch it live, but I did end up going and watching it afterwards. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, well tell me, what do you think about it? Well, the uh, the ten thousand dollar a night uh, Vegas hooker should not have asked Donald Trump about uh, what he thought about Rosie O'Donnell or anything else because that had nothing to do with politics. Well, that's right. It was just a personal. She attack. had no business uh, going off. She was off topic there. Let's put it that way. It and a, I think he uh, he defended himself fairly deep. It was a feminist personal attack, is all it was, and uh, you know, and he did. He could have done better uh, in the debate. Um, but, I think he won it. Everybody is saying he won it. At least the so-called polls are saying, "quote He won it." Well, I, you know what the thing is. He was in a. He had a big lead, Al. Yeah. And he didn't lose. No, he didn't. You know, I don't think he did spectacular, 
But he he didn't he didn't lose anything. Okay, well, you know I he didn't. Say, I don't think he won anything either, Al, because he could have. Well, I think he could have done way. a little it's better. It's way too early, Frank. It's way too early to know what's going to happen. The the convention isn't until a year from now, roughly. Yeah, well, we're a long yeah. way off from the convention, even Frank. So who who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Well, you know, I mean, he ought to realize. Look, you know, just hey, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'll say one thing for the fat boy, the whale from New Jersey. I think he was the one who said that he would like to see the veterans not only be able to get free care at the VA, but also at any hospital in the country. So I'll give fat boy if that was him. I can't remember. Well, all that said. means is every hospital in America has become just as bad as the VA now, and uh, you know, through <laughs> Obamacare. Really, I mean, that's. Obamacare, you want to know what the VA is about. You've never been in the military, and you want to know what the VA is about? Well, it's Obamacare. Oh, I already know from my friends who have told me who have uh, who are veterans and have told me about the VA. It's a disaster for the it, most part. It's exactly Obamacare. That is mm -hmm. what you're looking at in the VA is they've taken the VA and said, well, we're going to call it Obamacare and tax everybody for it. And uh, you know, off you go, and you're not you're not going to be happy with it, folks. I guarantee you. But well, you know, and that's fine. But one thing the fat boy also admitted to yeah. was uh, as a prosecutor, writing warrants for people he didn't even know if they committed any crime. He just went ahead and did well, it I anyway. Well, I saw what Rand Paul said to him, and evidently, fat boy doesn't understand the Fourth Amendment. That's for definitely sure. Yeah, and you know, to me, I don't know. That's a little problem. Uh, Absolutely. You know. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to have to worry about New Jersey fats. No, I don't think so either. And neither is Huckster B. No, I don't think so. You know, because the thing is, now, I was talking to somebody, and when he heard Christie, he was like, oh, my gosh, he just admitted on national TV, basically, he's been violating people's rights. You know, Absolutely. This. Yeah, and, well, he said, get a warrant. Well, Paul said, every time you did something, you did get a warrant for it. Now you've changed your mind. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, you know, what came to my mind when he said that, I didn't say, oh, my gosh, he's, you know, confessed on TV. I said, Nazi. You know, that's what I thought when he said what he said. I thought, freaking Nazi, you know, I don't want you in the White House. I don't even want you anywhere, but... I also, I want to know if, what's his name, is it Ted Cruz who was born in Canada? Well, then yeah. Joe Ted shouldn't have been on that stage. Ted had no business being on that stage, old Ted Cruz. No, that's true. But then again, you know, Sorry, we've got but, the well, we've got in Barry the in there, and we have the, uh, we have, uh, what was it, not the decider, we have the little pants peer, yeah. McCain was born in the canal zone. He shouldn't have been in there. You know, and people got a misconception about the canal zone. They like to say, well, you know, that's U.S. territory. And no, it was never U.S. territory. See, people got to get this. People don't know anything. They just go by what the news says. It was never yeah. U.S. territory. U.S. territory is like Puerto Rico. Okay? Well, I'm in the Virgin Islands. That's U.S. territory, okay? The United yeah. States owns that. It's theirs, and that's the way it is. Whether and anybody Puerto Rico, too, I believe, is yeah, also. Yeah, that's what I said, Puerto Rico, the bankrupt mm -hmm. place. Yeah, uh, the bankrupt place, yeah. But the canal zone, what it was, was leased property. Uh-huh. They had a lease. A regular lease. Now, anybody out there that leases a car or leases anything else knows you don't own that. No, you're just renting it is all you're doing. Yeah, lease is a fancy name for rent. That's all it is, basically, yeah. 
You know, and when you rent, well, hey, you rent a place, you lease a place. Hey, you, you know, you're Frank, not I'm a renter. Anymore. I'm just, uh, hey, I just uh, paid my rent every month, Frank, and that's it. I don't own the, I don't own the four walls that surround me. You're not allowed to just, uh, you're not allowed to just go into, you know, oh, I'm leasing this house, so I, I think I'll just tear down this wall and add on. You're not allowed. No, to do you that. don't get to do that, Frank. <laughs> no. no, you don't. No, so you know, when they say, well, McCain was born in U.S. territory, no, he was not. No, he was not. And they go, well, he was born in a U.S. hospital on a, yeah, a U.S. hospital on rented property. It doesn't matter. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's not territory. There's no, a difference. No, you know, no, and this is a no. legal matter, and legalities are word games. And, you know, you uh -huh. don't like it too bad. You know, go yeah. tell the judge that next time. Oh, this is uh -huh. just all a big word game. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. See what happens. So, yeah, McCain. He he's not eligible. McCain either. had no business, and I think also Mittens was born in Mexico. I believe Mittens was. He may have been. Yeah. He, he, I either. Yeah. Either. He I was believe. Or if I'm wrong, I'll stand corrected. Well, it was either him or his, that up, but, it, it uh, either, I think uh, Mittens was not born on U.S. soil. I'm it was either. Top. It was either him or his dad. I'm not sure. Oh, it was his dad. No, I think you're right. It was. I, I stand corrected. I think you're right. It was his dad. Yeah, it was one or the other. Was uh, one of either him or his dad, and maybe Mel can look that up. But for I don't us. remember. You know, because he's never going to get elected. So forget well, about uh, him. Well, <laughs> isn't going anywhere anyway. So, he, so we don't care. He's and had I think his uh, the other governors. What is it? Uh, Governor Kasich from Ohio. Now he you isn't mentioned. Going now anywhere. you mentioned Huckabee. What didn't you like about Huckabee? I mean, I I, I got uh, my opinion. Well, Hucker, but, he, well, you know, he's that religious nut anyway, Huckster. Be, and he thinks that the Israelis are more important than this country. For well, some that's reason. true, and I think he, I think he plays a religious nut. Oh, he's playing to the Israeli uh, you know, vote, is what he's playing. Because I'll to, tell you right? something, Al. Uh, uh, a real religious guy would not have destroyed all the evidence, every hard drive in the governor's mansion. Oh yeah, yeah. Out. All his stuff was destroyed when he left office yeah. in Arkansas. That's right. You know, yeah, so he's that, a criminal a, too. Oh, he's I, also I, the one that set up a Mexican consulate in uh, in Little Rock against the state law as well, too. For right. Him, so I, I don't view a, a good religious man as no, a criminal. No, uh, Huckster B is not going to get it. You know what he and, came across to me as in this debate, though, Al. He came across that? as a real polished professional liar. Well, they all are. A used car salesman is what he came uh -huh. across as. You uh -huh. know, I mean, he really did. Uh, you know, uh -huh. he had a couple of ha ha. That's very funny, you know, and all that. But yeah, he was so he was so polished. Now somebody pointed out to me, which I didn't notice at the time, because I didn't think he did all that great, except maybe his. His final comment, which was Ben Carson, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about him. But yeah. somebody put, somebody told me, they said, watch it again and look at his eyes. He was reading off the teleprompter. Oh, really? Yeah, he. he oh, the, well, his Ben, whole, Carson, his, ben uh, Carson also thinks that uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, the deal with the, uh, with the kids' education, with open source? Yeah, oh, oh Common Core. Or Common Core, I mean, yeah. He likes that? He thinks that's a wonderful idea, yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's, well that's sorry, Ben. Him. Go sit down. That's the end of Ben for me, because until he said that, I thought he might have been one of the better ones yeah. until he said that. Yeah, go sit down, Ben, because yeah. that, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, and then we get to, Oh, uh, the one else? thing they all did agree on, though? Uh, defunding par Planned Parenthood and throwing it in the ocean. Planned Parenthood needs to be uh, shut down, along with Monsatan. Well, sure, you know, but, you know, I mean, and some of, uh, 
you know, some of the criticism was against, uh, you know, I, and that Megan, what's her name, Kelly, what really Megan was Kelly, what about her, yeah. The way she handled, I mean, they and all of them, it wasn't just her. They were all obviously hostile towards Trump. Oh, there's no question about it. The, the Donald has an X painted on his back. They don't want him in there. Nope. And, then, and like I said, Frank, if he does get the nom, let's say he gets the nomination and he does win, he is going to get the Kennedy treatment. He right? better you get a te- he better get a he Kevlar better get some suit. Kevlar undies. I think yeah, is the way yeah, you yeah. put it. You know, and 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 uh, one thing though, you know, the Kel- that chick got some. Uh, criticism for her question to Scott Walker and I don't think it's deserved because I think it was a fair question. I mean what, what she asked Scott what did she ask Scott about Walker? abortion? Well uh, so you want to make abortion illegal uh, so would you let a woman die? Oh you know, yeah, the, I think I know said that. what you're saying. Well no. And and people were like, Well that's not a you know uh, I think it's a fair question to a uh, hey you know, if you like, I said there are some fair questions, Frank, but most of them were unfair questions. Right, and, and, some, Donald, and anyway. you know what? Some fair questions can be pretty harsh. That doesn't make yes, them not they fair. Can. Because mm-hmm. you know, like I said last night on the show, you know, I wouldn't. Hey, I think that's a fair question. If I'm up there and I say I'm against abortion, which if I was up there, I'd say, yeah, I'd make it illegal. Oh, would you let a woman die? Well, except in the case of the the life of the mother, yes. I'd say no, I wouldn't, because if the if you could get two doctors, just like you know, to get somebody committed in a mental institute, you get two doctors to say. Hey, this woman's life's in danger. She goes through with this pregnancy. Fine. She can make the choice to have an abortion or not. And the reasoning why is because everybody has the right to self-defense. And if that right. baby's birth is is endangering her life, she has well, a right. Well, that's a different story, Frank. She, I mean, it's just common sense. Right. I she, mean, well, apparently it's not common sense, Al, because this isn't the way it is. Mm-hmm. This is not how it is in America. I mean, now well, I understand you know, that the woman can go in there and kill the kid, and she don't care even if she's not in danger. She well, you know, it might interfere with my career, Al. Yeah, you know, yeah. because well, hey, you know, just, okay, uh, Al. this was we didn't mean to we didn't get mean to get PG, but it happened. And oops, and now we got to get rid of the. Well, you know, it's an, hey, it's going to be a big inconvenience. This, this baby's going to inconvenience. You know what like the Al. answer to all this garbage is, Frank? If you're going to have uh, relations, then protect yourself if you don't want any kids. I mean, oh, yeah. how smart? How, 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 uh, <laughs> you mean personal responsibility? What yeah, are you crazy? Yeah, personal responsibility. What are you Frank? crazy? If you don't want any kids, then use protection, Frank. Is that crazy? What, what is this crazy talk? Personal responsibility. This is America. Uh, oh, we can't have that, Frank. We we got to let Sammy take care of everybody now, right? You know, the thing is, though, Al, my view on it is this: is like, look, okay, well, you know, oh, so the baby's going to inconvenience you, so you get to kill it. Well, does that count for me too? Because you know. I can think of at least 600 people in Washington, D.C. that are inconveniencing me. Well, let's put it this way. As far as I'm concerned, Hillary needs a postnatal abortion is what Hillary needs. Oh, yeah. Needs. What, well, was that okay? Can I go do that because I feel inconvenienced by these people? Oh, it's okay to kill inside when it's in the factory, but when it's outside of the factory, then it's murder, right, Frank? Apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not always, Al, because, you see, if a woman decides, well, I'm killing this baby, it's fine. But if uh, a guy pushes her down the stairs and uh, she loses the baby, well, now he gets charged with double murder, you know, killing the Absolutely. kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, there's just too many. And, you know, honestly, I think that's probably proper. 
What's improper mm-hmm. about the whole thing is killing babies, okay? That's that's what's wrong here, okay? There's, like, you know. like I said, women, you don't want to have kids, then take precautions. Everybody takes precautions. You won't have kids. You can have all the fun you want. You just don't have any kids, period. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a little you know, common sense here. There's no rocket science here, Frank. No, no, it's uh, you know. So who else on the uh, stage? Because we haven't even oh, talked let's about see. Now, Bush. Perry. I don't think uh, Governor ex Governor Perry. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Gosh, you know, I mean, you're right. You know, because he was like he wasn't even there. Well, they hardly talked to it, Carson at all. They said that Carson wasn't really asked very many questions at all. But like you said, at the end, uh, he uh, he showed his hand there with the uh, uh, you know with the education crap. Yeah, you know, and uh, he, yeah, he he didn't show much at all, really, Ben Carson. Uh, and and I don't think mm-hmm. neither did Rick Perry. And he also admitted he wasn't very smart on quote foreign affairs end quote. Yeah, you he know, so you got to wonder, on, on you know, garbage, and so yeah. I got, mm, now here's a couple things I wondered about, because, you know, they did have the the B-team debate. Oh, you mean the, the also-rans, the first one? I didn't see that one at all. I did, and, uh, and the thing is, you see, I look at Ben Carson, and I look at that chick in the uh, bottom tier. Uh, what, Fiorina? Yeah, Fiorina? Her. Carly Fiorina? What about her? Well, she did way better than Carson did. I don't agree. You know, I don't agree with her, but she made her points way better than he did. I mean, she, you know, I mean, if anything's going to switch, you know, they ought to mm-hmm. put her in the top tier and him. Yay, Carson. Well, sorry, I think you know, what yeah. they should have done instead of having 10 and 7, it should have been 9 and 8, and she might have been in there instead. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and, and now here here's something else. Mm-hmm. I looked at the breakdown of uh, in the top tier of uh, – you know how much time you everybody mean in the, got in the top ten. You mean yeah. How much how much time everybody got? Yeah. And Trump got the most, but he only got you know the most. You know it was ten minutes. He got ten minutes, and uh, um, if everything would have been fair and everybody would have got equal time, it would have should have come out to like six minutes. He got mm-hmm. ten. Some people got three. And, you know, that's how it goes. And why not? I mean, he was way ahead of everybody in the he's poll. He's the one that he's, like I said, he's the one who's got the target on his back. Well, like, and he's, and he's the, the one, one that they want to destroy. Fox News had the best ratings they've ever had for anything. And you know what? The reason why was because of Trump. Everybody wanted to see that's how right. you know what? If, the Donald going to handle been this. There, Frank, what you're saying, they would probably, nobody would have watched it. Probably. That's right. That's right. That's what I am saying. Uh, you know, Trump has energized this election. He has brought the only interesting things to it because other than that, who hell, who cares? Hey, if he wasn't there, you think he would have heard one word on immigration? If he wasn't there, I don't bet. I bet you you wouldn't have heard one word on immigration if he wasn't in there, Frank. No, no, and 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 nobody would be watching. Did they talk about immigration in the also rants in the first one? Very little, you know. Very little. That's what know. I figured. The thing okay. is, it's uh, he. <laughs> He's the one everybody watched. Now, here's the breakdown, though, Al. When you watch yeah. a debate, or and which this isn't really a debate, it's more of a question and answer thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, you watch it to see the candidates, right? Not the moderators. Right. Oh, really? You want to hear what the candidates have to say to the answer to the question? You, you want to hear their answers to the questions? You mean you're not there to watch the moderators run their mouths? Uh, I was not there to watch the $10,000 a night Vegas hooker in all her glory. There. Well, I'll tell you what. They had three moderators. 
Yeah. And each moderator got 10 minutes to talk. You mean that's, the two guys and her? Yeah, that's 30 so minutes. So that's, that's, that's one quarter of the entire debate. 30 minutes they got to talk. Each moderator. Now remember, Donald Trump got the most time of any candidate. Well, there's 40. That still leaves an hour and 20 then, doesn't it, See, Frank? Trump got more time than anybody, and he only got 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Every moderator got 10 minutes. So there's 40 minutes right there. Yeah. But of 30 minutes of them. Well, Gar- well, I mean, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see the next one next uh, next month. There's another one. Let's see what happens in the next. You know, one. and that's the whole be- thing. Fox News is 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 bragging basically. Oh, well, hey, our our numbers were so great. It was so wonderful. You know, we did. Yeah, because they- of the Donald. That's the only reason you got your numbers. It's true Fox. because they watched it. They basically did a crappy job. They had crappy commentators that wouldn't shut their mouths, and nobody's there to see them. And, you know, the thing is, the only thing they did right was give Donald Trump 10 minutes, you know, uh, because other than that, they blew it, man. And and they ought to be writing Donald Trump a big check for for that appearance, man, because he he wants an apology from the the hooker. Yeah, he ain't going to get it. He ain't going to get it. We're going to have to wait, Frank, because guess what? It's break time. Already? Already. Man, uh, how did you do that, Al? I don't know, Frank. I'm watching the clock here. It's break time. All right. Well, we'll take a break then, and we'll be back in just a bit. I'm a mother with my 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. It is August 11th, 2015. It's Tuesday, about 1238 and a half. 800 932 1980. You want to call in theamericanvoice.com or com. If you want to go to the chat room or do anything else on our website, everything you need to know about this network is on that website. You can also instant message me through Yahoo at ABRN. Talk is the screen name. There you go. You know that last song there. Uh, you know, Americans need to get that attitude with everything. In other words, look, you know what? If I ain't getting the service that I think I should, I'm going somewhere else. You know, boycott, take your business elsewhere, let people know in personal and professional, no matter what. Look, I ain't getting what I want, beat it. I'll go find somebody who will. You know, I mean, really, because look what's going on in this. It's same with politicians, same with everything, man. We got to get that attitude that, look, I'm not tolerating this BS anymore about where, uh, you know, everybody just tells me to basically pound sand, you ain't getting what, oh, and by the way, just keep paying. Pay, 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 and you ain't getting squat. We need to put an end to that, and the only way to do it, it ain't going to be through elections, I don't think. Hey, do it with your wallet. Do it with your business. Do it with your, hey, see you later. You know, that's it. Anyway, how hard is that? Welcome back, Al. What do you think? You think? What do you think, Al? What do you think, Al? Guess what, Frank? What? Tell Sammy, guess what? We ain't buying your stupid Obamacare. Now go do something about it. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Tell the story. That's what I'm saying. We're not buying your Obamacare. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Well, what do you think, Al? Do you think we're going to have more success by going well? Let's just do what we're told and then go vote at the polls well, and we'll the change sheep everything are gonna, Well, the problem we have, Frank, with the voting, we've got this thing called Diebold, <laughs> yeah. whatever they call it, all these so-called, quote, voting machine companies. And guess what, Frank? If I don't have a verifiable paper ballot, I don't go to the polls. End of story. Well, and you know what, Al? They could use these machines. I've got no problem with technology. Oh, fine. Let's utilize the technology. And and you know what? I figure, though, Al, if my ATM can give me a receipt, so can the voting machine. Yeah, but the voting machine can still be hacked, receipt or no receipt, Frank. They can still hack it. Yeah, yeah Frank, you're going to get a, a piece of paper that said you voted for Joe Schmo, but when it really comes down to it, 
Bob Schmo is the one who got the okay, vote. Okay, Al. All right, Al. How about how about it spits out two receipts, like so many places. Like you go to a restaurant, you get, hey, here's your copy, here's our copy. You got to sign this one for us, and uh, you know that this one you take well, with you for can, your record. Uh, Frank, if there's a way for them to hack it, they well, will. Well, Al, there's always they a, give you Al, they, Al, come on, you're from Chicago. They've been cheating in elections since time was born. Well, Frank, since before you and I were born, and everybody listening to AVR was born, they've been cheating on, yeah, on so, elections, you know, whether just, there was a machine or now machine. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. So get these machines to put out two receipts. Okay, Al, you I know what? I say get rid of the machines, Frank. I don't trust them, Frank. I don't care if they put out 100 receipts, eh, Frank, which you're missing that. the point is they can still hack the stupid thing. Yeah, but thing. they can still stuff ballot. Anything, anything can be can be cheap. Look, the thing is, Al, Harry wants listen. all the illegals in here because now we're going to have all these illegals and the all the dead animals voting for whoever Hitlery or whoever the uh, the uh, the donkey uh, uh, nominee is. Oh, like I said, Al, you know the the graveyards have been uh, get up and vote every election in Chicago. Come on, and they have been for. I mean, even the dead animals. I mean, <laughs> even the studio cats been voting a hundred or two hundred times. I think, Frank. Yeah, well, whole football teams, you know, vote. Just- yeah. Yeah, everybody, people who aren't even in this country have been voting, Frank. You know, but the thing is, Al, if those machines put out two receipts, look, you keep one, and you put one in a box before you leave the place, and then they can go, oh, okay, well, hey, the machine says this one. Yeah, well, I don't think so. Now, go count the receipts. Guess what, Frank? I want to see both receipts before they put the second one in the box. Oh, absolutely. You got to see them. You do it. Nobody yes. else. You. Absolutely, Frank. I want to out. see both receipts. Absolutely. Before this thing spits it out. You look at it and go, yep, that's who I voted for. And if somebody else's name is on there, they should have a Uh-oh. big red button that you push and, and the door slams shut. And no, everybody we call, we call the jail. SWAT team and we get out of there and we just destroy the place. Yeah, right? everybody's that's going to jail who was running this election. You know, if, if these names the aren't who I voted for. Yeah, that's right. But that ain't gonna oh, happen. Oh, gee whiz! I pushed Joe Schmo on the on the screen, but uh, Bob Schmo's name came up. So yeah. what's something wrong with this? What's what's wrong with yep. this? Hit uh, the red picture? button. Hit the red button. That's it. The sirens yeah. go off, yeah. and everybody goes to jail. Who was hey, involved Frank, in the election? Yeah. I've told you and AVR listeners a million times. Let's shut down Congress. We don't even need to vote for Congress. Well, you know what, Al? This is all. This is all good. Nice and talk and stuff, but it ain't gonna happen. The bottom well, line is, well, we know is, that, Frank. We don't need any more stinking laws. The Frank. bottom line I mean, is, the elections are suspect at best. So, what do we do? I, what do you think? I mean, what if everybody said, "Hey, you know what? Um, nobody I'm, shows up. I'm not going to shop at this. Oh, oh, so Home Depot likes illegal aliens, do they?" Well, I'm not well, going to shop Depot there. Well, Home Depot likes illegal aliens, and I stop shopping there. I don't go to Target anymore. I stop shopping at Target. Yeah, me too. I, I don't go to Mickey D's anymore because all they're doing is putting out garbage, Mickey D's. Forget about who they're well, supporting. Well, and you know what, Al? Well, now, now, Mickey D's is a good example of what I'm talking about because they are they're, they're in trouble. Big trouble. And, you know, they're in trouble because what they People did, Al, and, and, well, you know, and, hey, Burger King puts out garbage, so do all the others, and they're not in as big a trouble as Mickey D's. You know why? You know what the because real... some of them are starting to listen to their customers. The underlying problem was the corporation, corporate, decided somewhere along the line that they were going to start focusing their advertising on 
the black community. Okay? So they started having all their commercials with black people. Black people in the hood. All the commercials were all geared towards the black community. Now we're talking about Mickey D's now, right? Yep. Okay. And what has happened is they have alienated the The white white community. And Mexicans, I don't think, ever really favored Mickey D's that much, to tell you the truth. No, they, they probably go to Taco they got more. They got like, more sense than that. Uh, they if, go to you know, Taco Smell to in one of the other places, yeah. You know, so now you got, you've alienated mm-hmm. the white community, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so now you've got the black community supporting you. Well, there's not enough money in the black community to support a corporation that needs as much money as Mickey D's. Yeah. This is what's happening with them. Plus, they raise their prices. And and it's like, well, now, wait a minute. You're focusing on basically the black community, which traditionally has less money than any of the other communities, right? And Mm -hmm. and so, okay, so you're focusing basically on poor people. You're raising your prices. You basically destroyed your own business. And that's and now they're they're reaping the benefits of this idea about uh, and that's what I'm saying. See, this is what I'm saying. Well, fine. You want to cater to the black community? I don't have any problem with that. Well, Let the black community have Mickey D's. Yeah, but you are missing one thing. People do not want their their uh, GMO garbage either. And people are saying, well, if this is what Mickey D puts in their in their products, I'm going to go somewhere else where we don't have that garbage in well, the products. That is a certain percentage of people are saying. Yes, but there are people are saying, hey, we're tired of eating your garbage after these last 50 or 60 years, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah they've been in business for 60. This was their 60th anniversary, Mickey There, are, there is year. a certain percentage of people who do that, but the vast majority of people, mm-hmm. they vote with their money. Absolutely. It's dang expensive, Al. I, you know, yeah. They've got a Mickey D's in the, in the Walmart parking lot, right? And I never go in there, but they've got their big board out there in the drive-thru, right? When I go driving by, I can mm-hmm. see it, right? And you see the prices, too, don't I'm you? I'm like thinking, holy smokes. You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting at the stop thing looking at it going, okay, so that, 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 and that. Jeez, I'm, I, if I was going to go in there and eat, it cost me 15 bucks. Oh my goodness! Just to have a couple of burgers for crying out loud! A couple of burgers, fries, and a coke, man. It's fifteen bucks. Well, out of man. their mind. Who, who's stupid enough to spend that kind of money for two of their pieces of garbage? Well, and, uh, and that's yeah. the whole thing. When people start going, now wait a minute, I'm going to put two and two together here. Okay, look, maybe I might eat crap if it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Because but not know, if it's expensive. I ain't got any money, right? So I got to eat. I'll eat crap if it's cheap. That's uh, sadly. That's it. That's a lot of people, but. When you tell people, well, okay, you got to pay just as much for crap as you could just go down to mom and pop's st- uh, restaurant down there. And get the same there. thing for, for and get right. good wholesome food for and the same price. Get a real meal for the same price or even less. Or less. That's right. Absolutely. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, I wonder why you're losing money. You know, and then you tie that in with, oh, and we're going we're gonna to market to the poor community. Oh, yeah. yeah, good plan. Yeah, the poor, poor community that has no money with your inflated, over-expensive prices, we're going to market to those people. The Real only smart. people that eat at Mickey D's anymore are people that live in communities where there's no place else to eat except Mickey D's. When I was traveling a few weeks ago, I think I stopped. I had to stop off at the airport in Atlanta, 
and you would not believe the number of people that were lined up in front of Mickey D's inside the airport. It was uh, yeah. unbelievable. But maybe because they had to catch a plane and they, you know, they just had to get on the, you know, maybe I don't know, but it was a tremendous amount of people sitting at the Mickey D's in uh, in the airport in Atlanta. Well, Atlanta's like Nigeria anymore, and uh, well, I don't know if it's like that or not, but you know, they're all over the place. They've got, like you said, they got them in Wally Mart's parking lot. They've got them. I think they got them under the bridge somewhere, too. Somewhere. <laughs> They're everywhere, you know. But Frank, like you said, people are. T- a lot of people look at the garbage that they're serving and they say, "Guess what? I don't care. Even if it was cheaper, I wouldn't buy it." Look what True. it's doing to your stomach. Yeah, but then when you when you make it the same price as a decent meal, even people who don't care are going to say, "Well, wait a minute. I can actually go get a better meal." For less yes, money. For the same money or the same price you know, or less ten, money, you know, absolutely. T- ten feet down the road, I'm going. I'm not going to go here. Mm. Why would I go here? you got nothing here. You uh, know? They're a long way from going under, though, Frank. They still have multi-multi-billions in their well, piggy Oh, sure, bags. and they're going to try to, oh, hey, we got salad now, uh, Al. Oh, whoop-dee-doo, <laughs> yeah, the salad that comes from Mexico, and it's got all the garbage sprayed on it well, and everything yeah. else. And then, hey, not to mention, not to mention, they are getting competition, and I, I I don't like this place because it's just another chain scam. But you know, because around where I live, we got too many mom and pop places that you could go. Well, okay, what does it mean, like Chipotles or yeah, one of those that's places? That's the one. That's the one. I think they bought them. I think they own Chipotles. I think. Really? Or they may have sold them. Yeah, I think they I think bought they Chipotle. sold it, Al. I think they. I'm not sure I, if they sold it or bought it. I don't know what it is anymore. I think they owned it at one time. And oh, they, they did own it, it and then they sold it. Yeah, which, which kind of backfired. Mistake. Which has kind of backfired on them. You know. Yeah, because if they would have kept it, they would uh, they still be uh, they'd be in better shape than they are right now. Oh yeah, now. they wouldn't have any competition. It'd be like. Oh hey, wait a minute, who's uh, their competition? You got Wendy's, you've got Burger King, you've got Chipotle, you've got all the Carl's different. Carl's Jr. Pizza places, everybody is out there. Yeah. You know, and, and okay, for instance, all right, so what? I'm going to go get two quarter pounders with cheese, a large fry, and a large Coke, and maybe. And that's a, 35 bucks. Or <laughs> maybe an apple pie, and it's going to cost <laughs> me $15, right? Or, yeah. or, gee, I could go down to, and this is an actual special right now, I could go down to Pizza Hut. And I could get two medium pizzas with whatever toppings and as much as I want toppings on them, both, for $14. (laughs) Hmm, Let me think, Al. Jeez whiz, Frank. Real hard (laughs) decisions to make here, huh? You know, yeah, really. I mean, come on. You know, you're not even in the same ballpark because I eat one medium pizza. Gee, I got another one in the refrigerator for tomorrow. Yeah, I got two meals for the price of one. You know. Or I can have my crap burgers from, you know, Mickey D's. From Mickey D's, yeah, whatever. So, you know, so people aren't as stupid as McDonald's had presumed no. they were. Well, they're, they're finding out the hard way that the market is going to uh, out in the and end. And this is the what I'm saying. Will... This, the whole point of this, Al, is my point that, look, start voting with your wallet. Right. You know, you don't like the policy. You don't like a particular store. You don't go to that store And let them know why. Tell them. Go to Home Depot and say, you know, I was going to buy lumber and whatever here. I got a project going on. But you know what? 
You you support illegal aliens? Illegal? I'll go to Lowe's instead. Lowe's doesn't yeah. support illegal aliens, so I'll buy my lumber from Lowe's because yeah. they don't support what you support. Or I'll pay ten dollars more for you know a, a four hundred dollar order. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, because really that's what the savings comes to. I mean, it's not this huge savings you get usually at a lot of places. I mean, most really, of the places are competitively priced with each other, Frank. Yeah, a couple of cents, you know. And if you're making a big, like four hundred dollar order, you might save ten dollars or something somewhere. Which, hey, look, you know, like, look, uh, you got Satan Way and you got Ralphs and you got all those other big grocery stores, Albertsons or whatever, sure. and they're all priced within pennies of each other, sure. as you say. Yeah, and and you know, so so on most of your shopping trips. Well, gee, if you go to the expensive place, it's going to cost you yeah. $10 more than the cheapest place. Well, right. you know what somebody right. told me, Frank? He says, well, if you go and buy it at Wally Mart, it's going to be a lot cheaper. You'll save $15. And I says, well, guess what? I don't like Wally Mart, so I'll pay the extra 15 Well, and you know I don't what? like Wally Mart. You know what? And that that only applies to certain places in the country. Like where I live, Walmart, now get this, we have three Super Walmarts around here. Three of them? Yeah, and I don't care which one you go to. That's too, too many, probably, Frank. (laughs) I don't care which one you go to. If you're going to the shop for groceries, I could go to Food for Less, and I could, you give me the list of what you're buying at Walmart, and I'll go to to Food for Less, and I'll buy exactly the same things, and I'll save $15 shopping at Food for Less. Isn't that interesting? And even better than that, we got another place, which is a national chain, which I don't shop at much because I like to support, if I can, you know, I, I, the local. So you go to Food for Less is where you oh, shop for your food. Oh, I love Food for Less. My favorite. Okay. You know, well, but, that's great. I'm not then, surprised that, what, that China and Mark can't compete with them. That's then, real interesting. Then we've got Winco. And again, you could give me the same list you're going to Walmart with. And I'll go to Winco and I'll save ten bucks off of. Hey, it. hooray for you! You know, so we have two different stores that are cheaper than shopping at Walmart. But then again, you go to some other place in the country, and Walmart is the cheapest place to shop. But well, you're you're the anomaly, then, Frank. You're the exception to the rule from what you're telling me right now. Well, I don't know if it's the rule or if it's just a perception that Walmart's cheaper. You know, mm-hmm. it's like okay, look, we got Dollar Trees around here. I love that store. Everything's yeah, a I buck. think they're going under too. I saw one of the dollar stores is going under. Well, yeah, one of, not them. They're they're not like them. Dollar Tree is one of the biggest stores in America now because people, you know, they go in there going, hey, people I don't, don't have the money. I don't, to have, my, yeah, stuff, right? I don't have much money, and if I'm going to buy cheap Chinese junk anyway, which is everywhere, so I might as well uh-huh. pay the dollar for it. But does Medford have any malls, Frank? Any regular malls? We have malls? one, and they're not doing well. And it sounds to me like a lot of empty stores in the Medford Mall, for what you're telling me. There Frank. may be. I haven't been in there for so long. So you see, I don't, I don't, I don't give them any business in the mall. I don't know who does. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. How I, I don't even know what's in, in there. Make the any truth. money? I don't even know what's really in there anymore. I, I should go in there one of these days just to look around. But thing is, my point about the Dollar Tree, see, perception is sometimes. Perception always trumps reality. For it, some it really does, reason. because then I found myself, I, this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'll go in the Dollar Tree and everything's a buck, and you're like, wow, a buck, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. So you're filling up your card at it's just a buck, everything's a buck, this is great. Well, okay, and, and you can get some really good deals. 
Mm-hmm. If you need it, if there's stuff that they well, have like, that you okay, need or like want. First aid stuff and cleaning things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is really a lot cheaper at the Dollar Tree. However, if you go down their food aisle and you start going, oh, hey, man, it's only a buck, it's only a buck, and start filling up your cart, okay, fine. Go down to Food for Less and you'll find out all those things you bought for a buck or 89 cents down there. Aha, uh-huh. so certain things are more money at the Dollar Tree. Yeah, but the, per- the food items is what you're telling me but, are more money than the... But the perception, Al, because everything's yeah. a buck, is that yeah. you're going to save money on everything. But you're not. But you're like not. You say, the, food, <laughs> yeah. the food section is the exception to the rule. Because the reality is different from the perception. Yes. You know, it's a you know, and they did it. They did it very good because you know it's about, I'd say fifty fifty in the store. Fifty uh-huh. percent of the stuff you're getting a great deal for a buck. The other fifty yeah. percent you could probably get cheaper elsewhere. Yeah, well, uh, you, you know, but pays your money, it takes your choice. But you're in the Dollar Tree and you're filling up that cart, man, because it's only a buck. Yeah. You know, so that's the perception. So you're not always, you know, no. just because you think Walmart's cheaper. You've got to be what's called a comparative shopper, Frank, is right. what you've got to become. Right. And, uh, and the point is, just because you think yeah. Walmart's the cheapest place to shop because they tell you they are, doesn't yeah. mean they are. Hey. Costco has things that are priced less than Walmart has, okay? Sure. And, I've and, already gone to Costco. I'm a Costco member, and I've already seen some of the stuff uh, sure. as opposed to Walmart. But then again, Costco, And they're cheaper. But then again, Costco's also got stuff that they, oh, hey, buy this in a 50-pound pail, and uh, you'll save money. I don't need 50 pounds of manure, Frank. <laughs> but then you go and you look, and you go, wait a minute. I can get this cheaper elsewhere and in a, yeah. in a reasonable size. If you, know, you are a bulk buyer, Costco probably is the place to go for the most part if you're in a bulk buyer. Well, and it depends what you got in your area. You know, that's another that's thing. That's true. It depends and what you got. And if you, you need or want it, too. That's another thing. You've got to need it or want it. Right. Well, yeah, obviously, you've you got to do that. But, the, you know, the point, and I think you agree, that start voting with your wallet. If you don't like Absolutely. the politics of a place, you don't like whatever – you don't like their products. You don't like whatever. Go in there and say, you know, I was going to shop here, but, you know, you support this. And uh, sorry, I'm uh, taking my business elsewhere. That's right. I used to love Target, and no more Target for me, Frank. Sorry. Yeah, well, I never did like that store, and I, I, yeah, I don't shop I there say? much. I don't know. We're out of time, Frank. We and are. We may or may not see you next week, okay? <laughs> the, no. You, I'll uh, send you an IM and let you know what my schedule is, Frank. Talk All right, Al. Talk to you later. All Bye-bye. right, thanks for saying We'll see you maybe next week. Anyhow, folks, you will see me this evening, 8 p.m., However, stay where you're at. Financial survival's coming up. We got a full day after that. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, August 11th, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. It's been an exciting day today. Finally, something happens. And uh, not so sure, uh, you know, it's good for everybody, but uh, certainly we're uh, perhaps seeing uh, things unravel a little bit sooner than what everyone has anticipated. And it's interesting, August, as I mentioned just last week, how August can, is one of the most active months in the stock market. And, um, you know, certainly we all look to October. That's when you had the biggest uh, moves, one-day moves in the stock market. But yet August has still been pegged to be the most uh, volatile in the stock markets. And it seems like uh, it's uh, meeting its uh, definition today. So uh, an active day in the markets today, we had gold. By all rights, it should have been up $50 or more. But, hey, we'll take 450 at uh, 109.60, up 450. Silver's up 11 cents at 15.43. And before I move on, I just want to mention we did have a high in gold of 11.20. And it dropped back. This was in the early set in the morning. Um, 
Um, and it just hovered around this 11.09 all day long uh, after we hit that 11.20 mark. And pretty much the same thing for silver, although it didn't have that big of a swing. We had a high of 15.51, and we're at 15.43. Platinum was up three at 992. Palladium was down eight at 605. And the USDX today was stronger by 0.04 at 97. 22 and crude oil took another big beating today down 1.63 at 43.33 and the paper markets today let's get to that section of the day and of course there was a lot of pressure on that area due to the uh, Chinese currency and the changes that they made overnight and uh, we'll talk about that after I get these market numbers and really it's not that big of a deal yes the dow is down 200 points 1.21 percent uh 17,402 the nasdaq is down 65 at a little over one and a quarter percent at 5,036 and the s&p not down not down quite one percent at 2,084 the 10-year yield that certainly is going down a little bit more at 2.14 percent on the yield and we did see the euro gain today at 1.10, up 0.19. Yeah, Germany was down big based on the, the, the Chinese news, 2.68%. And that is even after reports that the Greece deal is uh, looks like it's pretty much of a done deal. London was down 1%. And uh, so this was all related to the China surprise. Not the October surprise, it's the China surprise. And, of course, uh, they devalued their currency. Now, they use the word devalue, Al, and we're looking at about 2% against the U.S. dollar. I'm not sure that should really classify as the devalued. It certainly has gone down. They're certainly doing everything possible in order to stem their losses, uh, but it does show that uh, they're certainly having the uh, uh, problems. But this is the largest devaluation in, in 20 years. So um, when you look at 2% against all the other currencies, the European uh, markets and so forth, it's not that much. But then again, this is the first time in 20 years. So uh, we certainly did see a lot of uh, changes in the, in the global stock markets, and uh, this should help China with their brands. Now, they, to me, it all comes up to the big question, Al, is, um, is what is their doing behind this? You know, we heard the IMF didn't want them, uh, wanted to be put them off into the uh, um, um, the special drawing rights. They they didn't want to uh, go in there, and uh, they wanted to put that off for another year. Is this their way of saying we're going to do what we want when we want? And uh, so there. It might be because when you talk about the Chinese yuan being devalued by two percent. It's devalued by 2% in relation to the U.S. dollar. Correct. All right? It's not as if we take a gold coin and we shave 2% off the gold coin, and now you've only got 9.98% of an ounce left over. <clears throat> this is like a teeter-totter. Mm -hmm. You know, the analogy is always there, the teeter-totter. We've got the yuan on one end of the teeter-totter and the dollar on the other end. 
And when one end goes up, the other end has to go down. Now, the question is, when, well, when one end goes up, before we get to the question, the point is that when China says, oh, we're going to devalue our currency, we're going to, we're going to subject it to inflation for 2%. Well, it necessarily means that the dollar is therefore going up in terms of deflation. Deflation is increasing by 2% for the dollar. It's just a teeter-totter. One goes up, the other one's got to go down. So when they do this, the question, when they inflate the yuan, they, they indirectly deflate the dollar. And the question becomes, are they inflating the yuan simply to stimulate their economy, and that's what they claim, and that may very well be the truth of the matter, or is this an act of financial warfare directed against the United States when their dollar is inflated by 2%, excuse me, when their yuan is inflated by 2%, the dollar is deflated by 2% in relationship to the yuan. I've argued for some considerable time. <clears throat> the dollar depends on inflation. It has been the policy to inflate the dollar, government policy, Federal Reserve policy, since at least the end of World War II, and certainly since 1971. Inflation, 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 which is why we get a dollar that is today worth roughly a nickel in terms of purchasing power when I was a kid. Huh? It has that's evidence. The dollar is only worth five cents. It's lost ninety five percent of its purchasing power. That's evidence of government policy. Inflate, inflate, inflate. But for the last eighteen months or so, we've seen the government allow the currency to deflate, at least in relationship to foreign currencies. And we see it happening again today with with China. They're gonna they're gonna inflate by two percent. We're gonna be deflated by two percent. Government can't withstand persistent long-term deflation. No debtors can. Deflation is deadly for debtors. The federal government is the biggest debtor in the world. It can't tolerate deflation for long. It has, to much to my surprise, it's tolerated it for 18 months, at least on the international level. It's bad for exports. It's bad for domestic employment that's involved in manufacturing exports, there's a bunch of reasons, and it's certainly bad for debtors because they're paying their bills, or they're paying their debts with more, more valuable dollars. Deflated dollars are more valuable. They have higher purchasing power. So what I'm wondering, as fantastic as this idea may be, did China inflate its currency by 2% just to try to stimulate its economy? Or is that the excuse and what they really did was kick Uncle Sam in the shins and say, well, let's see how much deflation you guys can handle before you've got to fold up your tent. We need inflation. In our monetary, in our debt-based monetary system, we need inflation. And we haven't been getting it, at least internationally, for the last 18 months thereabouts. And I'm wondering how long this can continue. And I'm wondering, did China actually just give uh, Uncle Sam a kick in the shins here 
Melody, or do you think uh, it was just an innocence devaluation that you wanted to separate to uh, stimulate their domestic economy? What do you think? It's probably a combination of both, you know, but I really think there, there's certainly things far deeper. As mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, you had the IMF uh, wanting them to hold off until, you know, next year, uh, fall of next year, in order to include them in the basket of currencies. And, uh, you know, maybe perhaps they decided, uh, well, you know, fine, we'll just do it on our own. And uh, so I believe the Chinese will do whatever it takes to keep the Chinese economy on course. And uh, they've had major problems. uh, You know, I mean, their stock market was relatively, you know, uh, non-existent until here recently when it just soared. And then we had the pullbacks of the 30 percent. And, you know, so they will do whatever is possible. Uh, to keep it going, and I mean, we've seen what they've done—the the threats that they've made. You you can't sell shares. You you can't short the markets. The companies have to buy back their own shares. Uh, they're certainly riding the uh, and the, the the people, the other countries that China does business with, like Brazil and some of these other countries, even in the BRIC nations. I mean, you're talking about uh, you know they get all their money also from China. Uh, so you know China, you know. These other countries are hurting because China's not doing as well. But everybody forgets, why is China doing so well? Why did China do so well? Well, why were they doing it? It was because of the United States. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's just so, it's going full circle. And that's all it's doing. And, uh, you know, our economy never rebounded. It will never rebound uh, to what it was. It was a, a fake economy. It was all based on debt. And uh, you cannot have a society uh, growing based on debt. I mean, it's so simple, but yet people just... uh, You can't have it growing indefinitely based on debt. Of course, no. But you can make it work for a while, and they have. For a period of time, and they did. They made it work for a couple of generations, but you... And here we are. ...to a point where... uh, (laughs) And and you have to get into deeper debt, deeper debt, deeper debt. Because we have a debt-based monetary system. Exactly. Virtually everyone listening to this program has heard that term. Not necessarily everyone understands it, or at least thinks they understand it. But if it's debt-based, what does that mean? It means our perception of wealth is that the more debt you have, the richer you are. And the average person look at that and say, well, that's a crazy idea. You can't say the more debt we have, the, the richer we are. Well, you can support it. Those of you that are living in a home that's, say, worth a quarter million dollars, living in that home is an expression of wealth. But did you pay cash for that house when you bought it? Or did you borrow the $250,000 from the bank and promise to pay it off over the course of the next 20 or 30 years so you could appear to be rich in that quarter million dollar home now? You went deeper into debt in order to create the illusion of your wealth. You did the same thing when you bought a new car. You can drive down the road, hang your arm out, the rest of that sort of thing, and pretend that you're, you know, you were, you know, a hot item and the rest of it. But the truth is, you went into debt. You went deeper into debt to get that car. And the deeper you go into debt, the more you can have. The more land you can buy, more factories you can buy, more stocks you can buy, more gold you can buy. In this system, debt really is the foundation for our wealth. And a couple of things flow from that. First off, 
Now, that's not that's not the truth in an asset-based system. If you have an asset-based money system, you based on gold or silver or whatever, you don't want any debt. That's trouble. But in a in a in a debt-based monetary system, debt is good. You wind up emulating Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, the movie most of you probably saw, where he stands up and he says, "Greed, greed is, good. is good." Well, in this debt-based monetary system, debt is good. Or at least that's the way it's sold, and that's that's the truth of the matter. If you don't have, you can take someone who has no debt. And how rich are they? I mean, homeless people don't have any debt. They're living in cardboard boxes. They don't have any debt. In theory, we would sit back in a rational world. We'd say, well, technically, those homeless people, they don't have any debt. They are financially worth more than the billionaire who's living in a palatial estate, and he's got all these cars and pools and tennis courts and all the rest of this sort of thing, and he's in debt for a billion dollars. He's in the hole for a billion. The bum is not in the hole at all, and he's living in a cardboard box. For me, this is part of the evidence, the idea that debt is wealth, and it's also part of the point. If anything happens to destroy any of our debt instruments, it's contrary to the best interest of the economy. The economy can't continue if we start drawing, destroying debt instruments like bonds and mortgages and stocks. They turn out to be worthless. What does that mean? It means we have destroyed some of our wealth. The way we play the game now, those debt instruments are the foundation for much of our wealth. If we, if we void those debt instruments, all of a sudden we destroy the wealth. We destroy part of the money supply. And it tends to push the economy deeper into recession and perhaps depression and perhaps even economic collapse which means it should be more difficult. If this idea I'm expressing, if it were true, it would mean that the government should try to inhibit and prohibit people from filing for bankruptcy because bankruptcy wipes out your debt. And in this world, it means it wipes out your wealth. And they can't tolerate that. And in fact, they changed the bankruptcy laws in 2005 to make Chapter 7 much more difficult. Very difficult to access Chapter 7. used to be easy. Just go and say, I want to file for Chapter 7. Fine, fill in the forms. Write off all your debt. You walk out and you don't owe a dime. Nowadays, you've got to jump through some real hurdles to get to Chapter 7. And when you do, if you've got any money left after the bankruptcy, you're still going to be paying on the, on the debts. You can't wipe out all your debts with Chapter 7 anymore. I think government doesn't. I think that's what we see, what we are seeing perhaps in Greece. The reason they've dragged this thing on so long is the objective is to prevent Greece from filing for bankruptcy and forcing the world to admit that $453 billion or euros worth of Greek bonds are worthless. They write them off. All those bonds are worthless. They destroy $453 billion worth of wealth. And I think the system says, oh, my God, we can't take it. Don't do it. We can't destroy the debt. If we do, we destroy the wealth. We live in interesting times, crazy times, irrational times, and sooner or later, reason will prevail, although before it does, we're going to have to trash the existing money system, and we're going to have to go back to an asset-based monetary system. Let's take a break for some commercials. I'm here with Melody Cedarstrom. I'm Alfred Addis. This is Financial Survival, and we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. 
have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Vadas here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. During the break, Melody and I were talking, of course, and uh, Melody mentioned a strange thing. People are starting to call former customers from 10, 15 years ago. Are starting to call oh, to place books. Yeah. Well, all right, fine. Yeah, Fifteen twenty. Yeah. Now this is and and the reason I mention this is it is one of those signs. It's like the U.S. Mint running out of silver eagles, or restricting the sale of of gold eagles or whatever. It's evidence that despite what the markets, the paper markets are are saying, people are beginning to realize. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's time to get some gold. There is a beginning, you know, it's these leaves in the breeze. It's not absolute proof, but it's evidence that there's a change in sentiment. And some people are saying, wait, wait, 
Time to get some gold. I haven't got some for quite a while. Now's the time. Let's go. And I think today with with Hoffman, yeah, two percent. We'll have to see how this plays out, but it's certainly showing China is stepping up. Yeah. Uh, it's stepping up to show that they are a major economy and they're going to do whatever is possible. And who anticipated this? Everyone is so focused on what is going to happen in September that you don't see what's going to happen today. And I think this is a, a prime example that, you know, folks, you can't wait for September or for things to happen because they just do, and you'll you'll never be prepared for them. And, um, you know, I think we live in a time where uh, situations like this, and again, we'll have to see how this plays out. You know, gold could be down $40 tomorrow, or it could be up 100 tomorrow. You know, the stock market regained uh, some of its losses today. Uh, you can see the currencies play differently through overnight. You know, we don't know. We have to wait and see. But the whole point is if if you get positioned now, when these changes occur, because I'm sorry, I don't care how long people have been in the business, how long they've been analyzing these markets, they do not know the day these things will begin to unfold. And we are closer every day to things unfolding. And that's what you have to keep in mind. And um, um, things will happen so quickly that uh, most people will be left with losses uh, um, that will be unbelievable. Well, we've talked about this in the fa in the past, but here's an article from Market Watch. Um, dirty little secret advisors won't tell you. <laughs> they did a study. This goes back probably two months ago. There was <laughs> most investment success. Any advisors is too overwhelming to luck rather than skill. In other words, there's people in the market say, ha, 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 I predicted the collapse in 1987 or 1990, whatever. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guru. I'm a genius because I, corrected, I correctly predicted these, these problems. And this article says USA, or excuse me, UCLA finance professor Brad Cornell has proposed a simple formula for gauging the relative investment importance of skill and luck. Upon applying that formula to, large, to a large sample of mutual funds, he found that 92% of the difference in those funds' annual returns were attributed to random chance. And Melody was talking about nobody can predict the top, nobody can predict the bottom. This is evidence of that. There's a bunch of people that say, wow, well, ah, we're at the top, we're at the bottom, blah, blah, blah. Nobody knows for a fact where we are. All right? Not for an absolute fact. And those who get it right are doing it just like taking credit. Ha ha. I bet on number 12 on the roulette wheel because I'm a genius and a psychic. No, you're not. You just got lucky. That's all. I, I saw one guy on CNBC today, and then we'll, we'll move on. And I just want to make another comment. He, they were talking about Alibaba. And they asked this guy and this analyst if he owned it. He says, well, he says, I did. He says, I don't anymore. He says, I bought it at about the level where it's at now. And it ran up to, what, 120, 150, well, 180, I think, was the high. And uh, he says, and I didn't sell it. 
because they always they, here's an analyst they they tout him around on all CNBC programs like he's some big genius and everything and he finally got out about where he bought it so you know he he missed out and this is just paper it isn't like gold it isn't like silver I mean we buy and we hold on this until the the, the right time and we haven't seen that right time yet and uh, uh, so you know they don't know and here's an article Alan this was released today. Stock scams are about as old as the market itself, but the combination of worldwide information technology and automated programs that can make thousands of trades in a second has created new paths for potential frauds. You know, this is this is a new news, but it's interesting. The U.S. government, and I wonder if they're including themselves in their little uh, report that they did, say alleged scammers have used methods including rapid trades, uh, fake regulatory filings, and news reports to get an advantage and make profits. I mean, these people are, they can open up, they can create websites <laughs> in hours yeah. where they can promote a, a stock or a share. They do the pump and dump, and people believe everything they see on the Internet. It, it, well, to me, it is kind of fascinating. But... Um, you know, in May, you had the Dow Jones. Uh, in May 2010, the Dow Jones plunged a bunch of points, and, you know, they said it was due to computerized selling program. Well, you know, I think they're setting people up for two things. One, to remind people that, yeah, the markets are rigged. Pretty simple. There's a lot of scams out there, and they're going after these people. They need to go after themselves, but they're going after these people. And I think they're also setting this up so when now when we have these huge market drops you know they're not people aren't relating to the 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 structure of the system they're relating it to oh you know they can blame it on a scam they can blame Mm -hmm. it on a well they can blame it on what somebody says oh my gosh the interest rate went up a quarter of a percent and that was the explanation or the unemployment rate is higher or lower than what we had anticipated we're coming up with these explanations but they're just kind of, often they seem like nothing more than an excuse, mm-hmm. a fictional excuse for what really happened there. Anybody really know? Does anyone really know? And part of the implication is do you want to invest in a stock market that virtually everyone understands is rigged in ways where prices can change in no time at all? You know, the same thing is true. It's true with gold. They also have a rigged market. But when you get done with the gold, you have something tangible in hand. All right? And if your fundamentals are right, you hang on to it, and it'll turn out to be a good investment. I mean, What's going on with paper? I mean, paper, 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 and these computers are making things move with thousands of trades per second. The whole thing has become irrational. Do you have any confidence in that? And now that everything is blamed on hackers. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> everything. Now, really, folks, you, know, you, you can't tell me they can have a system that, that is hacker-proof. You know, but everything, no, everything, is based, everything is based. Well, to the degree that everything is getting hacked, no, I think they're, they're using that a little bit too much. But today the U.S. government said there was a group of hackers and security brokers that broke into a computer system of three companies. They published 
news releases and then traded on this information in, in various of hundreds of press releases before the public even saw them. And, of course, these people were in Ukraine and U.S. They made over $30 million over the years from trading these shares of, of Caterpillar, uh, Line Technology, and other companies that were based on, on unpublished releases. I mean, it's, 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 you know, people really don't have a chance. And unless you're, unless you're dealing with these insiders that, uh, you know, the guy over in Ukraine and, <laughs> you know, that can hack into your computer system, uh, so you know what? They're going to have to fix the problem. How? That's the well. I'm sure they'll come up with something. The only way they're going to do that is you need to keep your wealth in a non-digital form. That's correct. All right. That's, that's the only way you're going to be absolutely. That's your only probability of being able to preserve your wealth against hackers is you've got to have your wealth stored in a non-digital form, which could be land, could be buildings, and and owning a factory and a bunch of things like that, and it can be gold and silver. My point is they will have, the government will come out and say we're going to have to fix the problem. And you know the problem with government fixes. Yeah, I don't think they can though. No, they won't, but they will use it they will create a crisis and they will come up with some sort of just like your pension plans and and your retirement accounts, they will create a crisis, they will create a uh and then they'll come in and we're here to help. But the and crisis how, won't be their fault, will it? No, it won't. No, we'll find someone else to blame. Government has always got somebody to blame. The thing that bothers me a little bit is the reports that a group of hackers mm. did one thing or another. I think when we really get into some serious hacking, when there is some real trouble that results, I wonder if they're going to allege a group of hackers or will we have a lone hacker in the same sense, we had a lone gunman back in, what, 62, when uh, John F. Kennedy, 62, 63, can't recall clearly, when John F. Kennedy was shot by a lone gunman. I mean, groups imply conspiracies. You wonder why aren't they spying on these groups? Can't the CIA identify these groups? But a lone gunman and a lone hacker. That makes for, don't have to dig too deep. Don't have to look into that very deeply if we have a lone gunman, lone hacker. So, bah, bah, bah. What else, Melody? Anyway, so a lot of companies uh, with this China situation, you have the semiconductors, they got hit today. Um, you know what? KFC, the parent company, uh, Yum Brands, and I think they also include Taco Bell. Do you realize they get half of its sales from China? I just didn't think the Chinese would eat KFC and Taco Bell. Chinese will eat anything, Melody. I mean, that's one of the things they've always been. And uh, to some extent, I mean, it, they're not they're not particular because food is their population has always been so large that you got to eat whatever you can find. If it's old, still chow down, you know, and take advantage of it. So a lot of vegetables, pigs, snakes, whatever. You know, if it's organic, they eat it. So that means they'll even go after KFC. That just surprised me. Half, not just a third, or I mean half. So anyway, we have a fight over oil, and uh, certainly we've seen a lot of pressure. You have Iraq's Kurdish Kurdish region has begun to sell oil independently of the central government. And um, turn to the. uh, yeah, and, and this is evidence 
that Iraq, the nation of Iraq, is having laying the foundation for something like a civil war. And it may wind up being divided before this is over because the Kurdish portion of Iraq, they used to have a deal where they would sell their crude oil to the central portion of Iraq, essentially, the government of Iraq, and the government, they and the Kurds claim, no, the government's not giving us enough money, and therefore we're going to sell it on our own. Sell our, well, we've, we've pulled it out of the ground, we're going to sell it. Well, there, it lays the foundation for a separation and division within Iraq. And this, isn't, this shouldn't come as a surprise, because Iraq isn't a real nation. Its borders were declared in 1920 by Western powers who divided up the Ottoman Empire after World War I. Those borders ignored ethnic and religious differences. They just said, we're going to set up a border. Here it is. If you're on this side of the border, you're in Iraq. The other side, you're over in Iran or Afghanistan or whatever. And the people didn't, you know, that doesn't sit well with people. You're not going to tell me what nation I'm in. I've been in a certain nation, believe myself to be a nation for maybe maybe centuries. And all of a sudden, the Western powers just said, here's, here's the deal. Well, now we're under a lot of stress, and the Western powers can no longer maintain those geographic and territorial borders. All right? That's not they can't hold them up anymore. The Kurdish people want to break loose, and they are selling the oil that they pump out of the ground. And uh, what are we going to do about it? What's anybody going to do about it? They're going to bust loose in the same sense that Crimea broke loose from Ukraine. They're going home, you know. <laughs> and it's evidence, you know, that a nation has been defined for centuries as one race, one language, one culture, one religion, and one fixed territory. That's a nation. When you try to homogenize these nations where you have mixed some everybody in from every place, um, you are flirting with national integrity. And before you're done, it just may be that your nation won't hold together. And point here, from my perspective is when we look at the possibility that the Kurds may break loose from Iraq. They may separate from Iraq. We're talking about, we're laying the foundation to the same sort of situation in this country insofar as we allow illegal aliens to continue to pour into this country until finally we're going to see the southwestern United States break loose from the rest of the United States to join Mexico or become its own country or whatever. We have an obligation, in my opinion, to protect the nation. We have an obligation to protect its culture. Most people don't agree with me. They don't appreciate that, that argument. But I think, it's, I think it's important. And I think if we don't grab hold of it and hang on to it, the day is coming when we will wish that we had. Let's take a break for some commercials. When we come back, we've got a caller. Yvonne is on the line. And we'll see what Yvonne wants to tell us. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment.
don't make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. We're back. Melody and I are here on Financial Survival, and we've got a call from Yvonne. What up, Yvonne? Yeah, how are you doing, both of you? I hope you Hello. Can't complain. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Uh, you, did you say that uh, John F. Kennedy was killed by a lone gunman? Did you? That was the allegation. The, the allegation was that Lee Harvey Oswald was the only shooter. And if there's no conspiracy, it's a lot easier to deal with. Once you get into these conspiracies, which means two or more people, then there's calls yep. for investigation. Who's supporting? Who else is in the background? It makes it a whole lot easier if we got just one lone gunman. Okay. Whether yeah, that's I'm, I'm I must have misunderstood then because uh, I, I have a different perspective on it. But anyway, so... Well, I understand. Uh, I the truth pl- may be different. The truth may be different, but the government, Absolutely. in my opinion, doesn't... They're not, they're not... They're pretty flexible about telling the truth if you catch my drift. You know, yeah. it'll get... It, <laughs> I, it, I, may, I, it may not even be believable. Not only not the truth, but not mm-hmm. even a believable lie. That's what aggravates me a lot of times. Yeah, tell me a lie, like, I can uh, at least one, believe it. Yeah, just like it's one bullet theory, you know, hitting uh, mm-hmm. two people. Um, the other thing is, uh, from I, I noticed that uh, the Ukraine is starting to uh, rev up again. They have um, evidently a, uh, a large battle going on um, in uh, eastern Ukraine between the two um, 
became Ukrainian army and the rebels, and um, so um, that's starting to boil up. And certainly, uh, the other thing which probably you, you know you, you touch base on it was the economic issue, which uh, China is um, starting to devalue their their one and and um, trying to you know to adjust and. Um, Taking down uh, both Europe and and, and uh, U.S. with them, so uh, I I do feel that um, they uh, since they uh, owe about uh, since they own about two trillion dollars of our debt uh, that they do have uh, certainly a, uh, a, an effect on our economy one way or the other. It probably will be more negative than positive, and uh, so I just uh, I just don't foresee any um, improvement in in overall um, economy either in in Europe uh, or EU or here in in US. Uh, it used to be that um, when US sneezed, the world got a cold. Now when Chinese sneeze, I think the world gets a cold now. So. I just uh, was wanted to comment on that. What's point. the cold remedy? What's the remedy for all uh, these colds, Ivan? Well, it won't be too much. I think we are uh, underwater. Uh, you know, it's eighteen trillion dollars. Um, but they admit uh, that. Yeah. Of that, but some people so, calculate mean, it's, it's over two hundred trillion. Yeah, I agree. I think overall, if you take all the other derivatives and everything else which we are involved in, I think it, it is over 200. Yes, I fully agree. And uh, so, in that respect, I don't see any uh, any improvement. Uh, you know, and certainly, we are not producing uh, more um, jobs. I mean, you know, it could be a retail, or you know, they say 20,000 here, 10,000 there, but. Overall, uh, you know, we are not really uh, improving um, our economy uh, one bit. I think uh, uh, if we uh, have uh, any um, indication, I think it's, it's going to be negative than, than positive. Why do you think the economy is not growing? Well, uh, one is is certainly the impact of how we are how the economies are tied together throughout the world. Um, that uh, any um, uh, impact on one in one area, either China or Europe, uh, will affect the other economies. The other thing is uh, that there is very much uncertain, uncertainty about uh, the U.S. dollar and its future. Uh, uh, the IMF is supposed to be meeting in um, in South America in the uh, beginning of October. I think October 9th, something like that, October 9th through 16th, and uh, normally they have meetings in in D.C., so I don't know why they moved it to South America, but a lot of... Because it'll be safer. It'll be safer, yeah. that's why. Uh, I, I fully agree there, yes. And so, I mean, in essence, um, uh, there are a lot of indications which point to something, you know... Um, imminent. Uh, imminent uh, happening, you know... Uh, in the next uh, few months, you know. Yes. So, I, a lot of people agree I with that assessment. I'm beginning to wonder about it only because there's so much almost universal agreement that some of them, something's going to break loose September, October, by the end of the year at least. 
Um, there's, well, it seems like you just hear report after report. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, if I heard one or two reports, I'd say, hmm, that could be a point here. I hear this many reports, and I wonder, is yeah. it true? Well, I, I agree, I but this? plus, yeah, you know, yeah, the acti- what's happening in the Middle East is, you know, uh, again, points to a much more sinister approach uh, with Turkey now getting involved. Uh, talking about no-fly zones and stuff like that, which uh, Russia is opposed to it. So I think a lot of counterbalances are happening um, in the Middle East as far as um, uh, the trends which originally were planned for Middle East. Now they are starting to uh, change. And the more uncertainty you have uh, either in economics or in in overall uh, world um, uh, uh, you know, safety and um, harmony. Uh, you know, you will have uh, you start will start having problems and and uh, nev- negative impact on overall um, uh, situation. You know, world situation and particular U.S. Well, that's, um, that's what people are inclined US. to say. That's what people are inclined to say. But you know, we talked earlier in the program with this idea of a comparison between the debt-based monetary system that we have today and the asset-based monetary system that we've had most for most of our history. And the problem with the debt-based monetary system, what is the national treasury? It's the national debt. The more debt, if the argument, if we have a debt-based monetary system, the more debt we have, the richer we are. Yeah, well, I think the reason... And I'm only speculating here. This is just pure conjecture. But I think the reason that the economy is not growing may be that people are no longer borrowing to the same degree they did in the past. And if they won't borrow, we can't create any more wealth. That's how we create wealth. With an asset-based monetary system, we create wealth by producing assets. And it's not just gold and silver. It's producing automobiles and televisions and computers and homes and roads. We produce assets, and we become, more, and we become wealthier. In a debt-based monetary system, if you want to get wealthier, you need to have more debt. And if people are, have learned a lesson out of the 2008 recession, say, I'm not going to borrow anymore. It may be. I'd have to look. I don't know the numbers. I may be completely mistaken on this. But it's something I mean to look, uh, investigate, and find out. Has the amount of borrowing by the American people been dramatically reduced? Because if it has, we're not producing any more debt, and debt is our form of wealth. How can we, process? How can we prosper if we're not producing more debt? In yeah, a debt-based said, monetary system. You said that uh, people are borrowing. I mean, if they are borrowing, they are getting more into debt, which is even worse. No, I say, I'm, but are they borrowing as much as they did, say, in 2007, 2006? I don't yeah, know what the historical were, rate of well, borrowing is, and well, I don't know precisely how to measure it, but... What is the average debt per person in this country? How much was is it was it higher back in, say two thousand than well, it is today? Let me just say this: it wouldn't be the same because you got to remember a lot of that debt came from homes. You had all those equity loans. You had all that debt. No, that has not been reproduced. I'm not just you know, talking so about national debt. I, I'm talking about yeah. 
I'm talking about consumer debt. Consumer okay. debt had all those equity loans out of their homes. Their their homes were uh, ATM machines, basically. And yeah. so I think a lot of that debt was eliminated. But yet you have increased debt. You know, people are buying cars. People are buying homes. I mean, so they're using their credit cards again. But I don't think it is the same as it was back then. Or we'd have a different economy today. And, think, and you would feel it. And you would feel it. I think and, that's uh, you know, the numbers don't match. The employment numbers don't match. We have more people off the uh, labors. They keep falling off the uh, um, employment numbers because they're they're giving up. They're hopeless and they can't find a job and so forth. So, no, the economy is not what it was back in, you know, prior to the uh, recession of 2008 because uh, it never came back. That's the whole point. And, you know, somebody, well, I just want to do this email real quick. We had Bob from Iowa. He sent this in. He says, we have to remember that the rulers of China are very aware that the, there is extreme economic hardship. The masses may try to overthrow the ruling communist elite. All nations manipulate their currencies. In the Midwest, the agricultural economy is suffering over not being competitive due to an expensive dollar versus competition mm-hmm. from Brazil, Argentina, mm-hmm. Ukraine, Russia, Australia, Canada, and so forth. It is a race to the bottom, trying to see what but country can make... we're not race to the bottom. Let, let me finish what he has. It is a race to the bottom, trying to see what country can make their currency the cheapest in the short term with the notion that their country will obtain some kind of competitive advantage no matter for how short of a time. And you're right, because their currencies go down and ours get stronger. And they say ours is stronger, but the fact of the matter is it becomes less useful. Correct. We can't, people aren't buying our stuff. Why? The dollar is stronger. You think it would be a good thing. Dollar is stronger. No, you need a weaker dollar in order to sell more stuff overseas. But what the world I'm telling, has, uh, uh, what I don't I'm know telling, if anything. all we produce is debt. Debt is our most important product. We don't need factories. I think it's part of the reason why they ship factories and jobs to China in the first place. Making machines uh, that fast. We produce debt. That's what we do in this country. And we do. I mean, it sounds like a dumb idea, but the fact of the matter is we produce more debt than any other nation on the face of the earth. Well, I think we are digging ourselves in a deeper hole. And uh, oh, I, I think agree. eventually... And eventually there'll be, you know, there'll be. Uh, you will have to um, uh, pay off or or um, go out. Never pay off. We will never pay the debt. It'll I, be. I agree. Greece will pay its debt. Greece is going to pay its debt before we pay ours. Yeah, because they do have something uh, of of value, such even like Acropolis or whatever. I mean, they can always, you know, mortgage uh, their uh, historical monuments and, and so on. We don't have that, uh, even that. Uh, we already do that. We're there. giving up national parks to the United Nations. Yellowstone, if I understand correctly, is a U.N. national pre- or global preserve or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. A hist- yeah, some sort uh, of a, they are allegedly in charge. We've been giving up ours, our stuff to some degree in this country. Well, you know, I think because of, of of the debt we are creating and we are trying to sell off and uh, you know sell to China, Euro, uh, Europe, or whoever wants to buy it, Japan, and you know there, there, is, there will be a limit. And, I mean, anyone who looks at it has to realize we can never pay it off. It's like Greece issuing some more bonds. 
That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to recommend everybody buy the next tranche of Greek bonds. Nobody's going to buy any Greek bonds. They can't pay the bills they have right now. Yeah, you know, I understand I mean, they, 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 they made an agreement with the uh, EU about uh, 93 or 94 billion of dollars, uh, EU, I mean, of uh, euros, uh, and they can pay off what they do. They borrow, then they pay off uh, Europe uh, what, what, they, what they own. So, I mean, it, yeah, I know, but now there's, just, there, it, all they did is change the debt from their right hand to their left hand. Right. That's all they did. They used $94 billion to pay off part of the $540 billion that they're in debt, but they're still in debt for another $94 billion or whatever it was that they borrowed. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. It's irrational. It's bizarre. Uh, it's inexplicable. Um, it is so strange, but I have little doubt that it ultimately flows. This is part of the inevitable logic when you go into something like a debt-based monetary system. I'm sure it seems pretty clever at the time when you start it up. But once you get into it and you get addicted, it's like doing crack. It's going to destroy your life sooner or later. It might not get you now or next week or next month, but you keep doing the crack, guess what? You're going down. You're going to pay a terrible price. We're going to do the well, same thing. Yeah, it's a death spiral. We are in it, and uh, I fully agree that uh, there is no recovery. I think we are just yeah. There's recovery, but you got to give up. You got to go back and get rid. of somebody's got to have brains enough to say, "Look, get rid of the debt-based monetary system," and that won't be an easy sell because most people don't understand money in the first place. But get rid of the debt-based monetary system. Restore an asset-based monetary system. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if you did that, we could make a recovery. If you won't do that, we're going to be a third world nation. We're out of time, folks. I want to thank Yvonne for following in. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, with the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Yvonne, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. 
Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified Vitamin E Complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T dot com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating, gasoline reserves are low, and the price is rising. World events are, at best, uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Hello everybody, welcome to American Voice Radio. This is Freedom Call, I'm your host. My name is Bo Greitz. There is a way to communicate with me. It's using Al Gore's invention, uh, the uh, World Wide Web, the Internet. More specifically, email. <laughs> My email is BoGreitz, B-O-G-R-I-T-Z, BoGreitz, at MSN, stands for 
MicrosoftNetwork.com. It's been the same since Al Gore invented the Internet. Haven't ever changed it. I've gotten uh, offers, you know, where I could uh, pay only $9, where I pay like 27 or something a month. I could, you know, cut my uh, costs uh, by 200% almost, and I just wouldn't do it because it changes my email. I want the email to stay the same. I wrote a book uh, years ago. I put uh, my email address in there along with my telephone number. Haven't changed my phone number in all these years. 702, that's Nevada. That's Southern Nevada. (laughs) 723, that's Sandy Valley. 5266, stayed the same 28 years. Soul, you can communicate with me, and I really appreciate receiving. And every day I use uh, your email input to structure Freedom Call. And I've been doing Freedom Call for over 10 years. And the whole idea is that someone who has been there, uh, someone who speaks Washingtonese, someone who knows uh, what it's like behind the veil of national security, might be able to interpret for you so you know what the truth is of the matter. Now, a lot of weird things with our Constitution going on, and one of the things that, and this is really uh, for information, but it shows you how America is changing. We have a metamorphosis going on right now, but instead of going from larva into a butterfly, we are going uh, from a butterfly into a bug. Do you know that uh, America in Chinese is uh, pronounced Meigua, and it means beautiful is Mei. That's beautiful. Guo means a nation or country. So Meigua, now, Russia, for example, uh, their name, you say in Chinese, Uguo, which means hungry. <laughs> uh is hungry. Guo means country. Uh, Japan, for example, is Guo, uh, which means sun, sun country, and that's the meatball that the Japanese have. So, Meigua, uh, the beautiful country, there's only one beautiful country in all of uh, what, and now what China says is important. So uh, why do I say we're going from a butterfly into a bug? Well, listen to this. Here is a group of students that are from the Young America's Foundation, and they go uh, to Washington District of Criminals, But what do you do when you're a group of students? Well, I'll tell you, you can't miss the big pencil. I mean, there is the Washington Monument. And so uh, kids, they like to climb it uh, because it goes up there uh, 900 feet. So they just love running up the stairs. Guys like me, we're going to take the elevator. Now, the uh, Lincoln Memorial is just to the west 
down the ellipse where you have a beautiful, reflective, uh, rectangular, long, thin, rectangular uh, concrete body of water. Uh, the concrete is where you know people walk along, and the water doesn't. Uh, it's not a mud bottom. And at the end of it, you have uh, on one end, on the east end, the Washington Monument, the big pencil. And on the west end, you have the Lincoln Memorial. Wow. And then right there, basically at Lincoln's feet, uh, on the south side, you have the Vietnam uh, Memorial. One of the points of the V, because it's made into a V, uh, points toward Lincoln, and the other one points toward Washington. A lot of things in Washington, D.C., very interesting. And uh, I know I spent two tours there, one on Capitol Hill, which is on the east side of Washington, District of Criminals, and the other in the Pentagon, which was on the west side of uh, Washington, D.C. And these young Americans are so patriotic. They're in our nation's capital. They're visiting uh, the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. He is sitting in this chair looking somber and solemn, and they can't help it. They just burst out spontaneous in our national anthem. Immediately, security guard rushes up and says, Stop that singing! You can't do that! This is against the law! Stop singing that! You mean in Washington, D.C., at the link at the feet of Abraham Lincoln, you cannot sing the national anthem? That's right. It says, quote, told him to stop singing, Evan Gassman, a spokesperson for Young Americans Foundation, says, I was taken aback. No kidding. Good thing I was it wasn't there. I'd have probably flattened the guy. Says, you wouldn't expect a display of national patriotism to be censored. U.S. Park Police confirmed that the students were in violation of federal law. And their impromptu performance constituted a demonstration in an area that must remain completely content neutral. Gee, money, Christmas, give me a break. Now, what happened is that these students ignored the security guard. Only where they were singing, because it was all just uh, spontaneous, they were singing sort of softly, reverently, quietly. And when the security guard told them, you stop that, that's against the law, <laughs> then they burst into full-throated song of the national anthem. I'm so proud of them. And Francis Scott Key's poem, War of 1812, it was wonderful. And what they did was morally courageous. And I value moral courage 
over uh, regular physical courage uh, many times more. It takes real guts to stand up when you got a security guard in Washington, D.C., big gold badge, baton, armed, yelling, uh, stop singing that song. You're in violation of federal law. And they just open up on him. <laughs> well, it may be against the law, but I'm here as far as I'm concerned. Uh, these young people did what they should have done. Now, it a lot of it depends, I think, on just who you happen to run into. This security person was obviously an anal orifice. Now, you've got to have orifices. We got them all over. We got nose orifices, orifices for our ears, orifices for our eyes, mouth. Yeah, we got the lower extremity aft orifice is what I'm talking about. Because if it were you, if it were me, you think I'm going to stop teenagers that, I mean, these are like seniors in high school that are singing the national anthem in front of Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Abe Lincoln's a wonder he didn't get up out of that chair, come down there and kick that security guard uh, right where the sun seldom shines. Now, I have exact the opposite story to relate. I had uh, come to Washington, D.C., because my wife, uh, this is 10, 12 years ago, my wife had never been to Washington, D.C., so my forever best friend uh, lived there, and uh, he had a Mustang convertible that was the pace car for the Indianapolis 500. Boy, it sounded good. It looked good. Red with a white top. So we dropped the top on it. And uh, my wife and I, she was driving because she loved driving. Off we went uh, to visit the memorials. And I took her first to the Jefferson Memorial. <laughs> now, Jefferson sets to the south of everything else. Uh, it uh, is just uh, right there uh, by 14th Street Bridge. And uh, it is the southernmost memorial. But it says more than any of the others. And there is Jefferson standing in the middle. He isn't setting. He isn't laying. And all these wonderful quotes from Thomas Jefferson. So uh, we went as close as we used to be able to drive up. I mean, I did it many times. Park your vehicle, walk into the Capitol building. <laughs> They're so afraid of the public that you can't get close to the Capitol building. They've got it barricaded and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so we just looked at it. And actually, the Capitol building faces the east. Uh, people think it faces west, looking toward the Washington Monument, and Abe because it's right in line with it, and uh, the Lincoln Memorial, but it doesn't. It faces the Supreme Court, 
uh, which is uh, to the east across the street from the Capitol building. And uh, that statue that's on top of the Capitol building, well, that faces east also. Anyway, as uh, I wanted to go uh, take Judy not to see the Lincoln Memorial, but I wanted her to visit the wall, which is the most visited memorial in America. And so, uh, you know, it had been quite a while since I'd been there. They changed all the laws. You can't park anywhere. I don't know how they expect uh, tourists. I guess you've got to get a ticket and get on an authorized bus tour or something. Um, anyway, I, uh, the only parking place that I could actually see was up toward the State Department, which is north of the Vietnam Memorial. And uh, uh, that's too far, you know, to walk. So I, I drove down because it's a beautiful uh, view to look up at uh, the Lincoln Memorial. There's stairs that surround it, ascending stairways, uh, into uh, this beautiful uh, overhead canopy, you know, that has uh, all, it's just uh, marvelous the way they've done it. Here is this huge Abraham Lincoln uh, that is seated. And uh, so you can look at it without actually uh, parking. But I, uh, the wall is, if, if Lincoln uh, were to point with his right hand, he'd point right uh, to the stairwell that descends. You go down uh, by this beautiful ellipse, and there is this V, V for Vietnam. And there are 58,000 names each one of them uh, showing the life that was given. 58,000 young men and women. It is such an emotional uh, memorial. It's such a, it's like, it must be like going on the Hodge, you know, where you go to Mecca. Uh, veterans should go to the memorial every person who is voted into uh, office, anyone who raises their hand and takes an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, should go to the wall to show you the cost of freedom. It is not free, and there is no better memorial anywhere than seeing every soldier that gave the last measure of devotion. And now his existence is reduced to the memories of those who love him and to all those who would visit him with his name etched into the wall. Well, I pulled up, and as soon as I, I mean, I wasn't parked 10 seconds. <laughs> I parked him you know, right down. I thought what I'd do is I'll just park here and... Uh, here come a motorcycle policeman and pull right up beside and says, you can't park there. And I said, I know officer, I'm not supposed to park here. And then it was like something came over him and uh, he looked right at me. He said, are you going down to visit the wall? I said, yes, sir. I thought I would 
show uh, my wife what it took. And he said, my uh, shift is up uh, in about 40 minutes. <laughs> he said, you got to be back here uh, by then uh, so I can get off shift, but I'll watch your car. Now, there is a security officer. So Judy and I got out of the Ford Mustang. We walked down the stairs, and we... It starts, you know, with the first who were killed in the 1950s, actually. And it goes to the last who died in 1973. More than 58,000. It's tough on me. But you could see everyone was touched there. And I still remember that security guard. And I can still tell that story about the good experience, the great experience that one old veteran received at the hands of uniformed armed officers of Washington, D.C., federal police, who decided the spirit of the law was more important uh, than the letter of the law? Where was that guy? What has changed when these young people go to sting? They didn't go to sing. They went to C.A. Blinken, and then they just can't help it. It's like I can't stop the tears when I walk the wall. They couldn't help it. They started singing the Star Spangled Banner, and this Orphus started screaming and threatening them, and they just let him have it. It must, I wish someone would have recorded it. Maybe they did. Now then, that shows you a little bit about how America is going from butterfly to bug. <laughs> Listen to this. I can't believe this, you know, what these federal judges, gosh, and they put this Elena Kagan in as the third Jewish person on the Supreme Court. Now it's they got six Catholics and three Jews that are running the third, Article 3, the judicial branch, the Supreme Court. Uh, you think it'll get better? Well, I think we're going to see more and more of what I'm going to relate to you right now. There's a uh, town. Now, Mo, you expect a lot of this stuff in California, because in Arizona uh, and New Mexico. But this is in New York, in Port Chester, New York, uh, which has a large uh, white majority, about 80% of the Port Chester, New York uh, residents are uh, white. And uh, so uh, they vote, and the city council uh, is white. Well, the Hispanics, uh, they uh, complained to a federal judge, and the federal judge... Uh, allowed 
the count, you know, used to be one person, one vote. Well, now they allowed <laughs> one person to have six votes, and so the uh, Hispanic people uh, voted uh, and broke uh, the majority white because the federal judge, gosh, he was being very, very clever. Now, his name is Stephen uh, Robinson. These federal judge judges, they serve for life. And Stephen Robinson noted that there are a lot more uh, so-called Hispanics uh, who weren't voters and so this federal judge uh, demanded a city plan that gave each voter six votes. And it uh, allowed them to concentrate on uh, just one on the city council. And six uh, votes for each one they were able they, I guess I hope they're happy now. Maybe not. The result was instead of having voters cast one vote for six council uh, members, they were allowed to cast six votes for a single candidate. Now there is our federal system of judicial correctness in action. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Now, something that just, you know, California, I call it a state of fruits and nuts. Do you know that uh, Bakersfield, California, Porterville, California, when I fly in there, I feel like I've just landed in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, it's amazing because that is that whole San Joaquin Valley, you know, is the is the cornucopia of vegetables and fruits and all that, and most of them are Okies. That with the big dust storm, uh, the Okies uh, headed to California. Well, the Californians also uh, have an awful lot of because they're Okies there in Central California, lot of basic charismatic. Christians, and they vote, and they vote for the right, for, for righteousness. Uh, they vote, for example, and change the Constitution of California, meaning that marriage was one man and one woman being wed. Well, you know what happened. <laughs> a U.S. district judge named Vaughn R. Walker, uh, just this, uh, well, Monday, he ruled that uh, all of the people of California, now this happened actually twice. It was called Prop 8, Proposition 8, that it was all uh, unconstitutional. I mean, they change the Constitution of the great state of California. But the U.S. District Judge Vaughn R. Walker said, nope, uh, we're going to just etch a sketch what all the people of California just did. 
And do you know that uh, U.S. District Judge Vaughn R. Walker is homosexual? Do you think <laughs> that uh, this represents what some people say is democracy? I mean, the poor people of California uh, get walked over all the time by the federal judges. Now, stay where you are with American Voice Radio. I'm going to give you the exact story, and then I've got one uh, that is still current, still being worked. It's uh, all about uh, what is going to happen to America. Stay tuned. or an overall economic collapse. What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Americans for Immigration Control is a leading national organization dedicated to reasonable levels of legal immigration and effective enforcement to stop illegal immigration. With more than 250,000 members and supporters nationwide, we are an effective voice for immigration reform. AIC stands up in Washington for the views of most Americans on immigration. We are the leaders in stopping recent legislation to reward 10 million or more illegal aliens with legal status and eventual citizenship. The late Georgia Congressman Charlie Norwood had this to say about us. AIC has earned a reputation among members of Congress as one of the most active and responsive advocacy groups in the field of immigration. Join AIC today. For more information, go to our website, immigrationcontrol.com. That's immigrationcontrol.com or call 540-468-2023. That's 540-468-2023. 
Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at lancet.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. stand me or you wouldn't uh, stay with me other than the fact that you're on American Voice Radio and that's a good reason uh, for to be tuned in where you are and sit back and listen because Frank Steffen has got uh, really a wonderful slate of uh, people, talented people uh, to not just infotain you. There are a lot of programs. I, I, I just won't listen to them. Because the people are trying to sell you something, or uh, people are trying to uh, scare you or gee whiz you, uh, they're they're trying to use uh, fear and uh, you know as a, a reason uh, for you. And maybe you listen because you, you your heart needs a little jump or something. But uh, to me, if it isn't based on fact, then. It's not worth listening to. The truth is a very valuable commodity. Uh, And, you know, in the Bible, it's very clear. My people suffer from lack of knowledge, and the truth will set you free. And so uh, my purpose is to give you for an hour the truth of what is going on and uh, the reason, because uh, you could get on the radio if you wanted and, and just tell the truth as you know it, but uh, is, your, uh, is your experience uh, sufficiently deep? You know, uh, a fact may fit in a 55-gallon barrel. Actually, oil barrel is 40 gallons. So let's say a fact fits in the 40 gallons. But understanding a fact is like an ocean. You need depth and breadth 
<laughs> and uh, you need to you know, go deep and wide to be able to truly understand. Because government, if their lips are moving, they're lying. You know that by now. And the media, you know that the people who own the media, they are going to control the information the way that it's put out. So where can you, without bias, uh, just get someone? And then where can you get someone that uh, will not be uh, so politically correct that uh, the story doesn't get to you straight. So here on American Voice and Freedom Call, I'm dedicated. uh, I'm not trying to sell you a thing. I'm dedicated to one thing. Uh, I know what goes on in Washington District of uh, Criminals, and I'm going to give it to you straight so that uh, you have a choice. See, if you're hoodwinked, if these scallywags uh, that sell their soul uh, to get into Congress or be appointed and not even vetted now by uh, uh, the, the U.S. Senate, I mean, look what is running the country, and look how they're running the country down. So we need to know what the truth is, so at least we can remember in November we can vote, and this federal judge, I don't know whether uh, some, and this is what I would call a scallywag, a federal judge who looks at a town that has 80% of the uh, people that are, for example, white, and uh, because uh, their city council, which has six members, uh, doesn't include uh, 20%, well, let's see, uh, 10% of, uh, you know, of six is not, you know, so you can see that actually 20% might be, it could be close. But look at the number of Jewish people now with Elena Kagan. Uh, we have 30% of the Supreme Court is Jewish. We don't even have anywhere close to that in population. As a matter of fact, I'll give you today's uh, population so that you'll know exactly what. We're getting ready to change, by the way. Uh, We got 309,954,919. Oh, see, we got uh, 40. Uh, five uh, million, I'm sorry, 45,000, 45,000 more, and we're going to go to 310 million. My goodness, with the number upwards of 20 million illegal undocumented aliens that uh, are running uh, loose in America, we're already way over that, aren't we? And if Obama decides to give amnesty so that uh, those people will vote for him, and not this November, but two years from this coming November, he can win a second term. And it's the same kind of strategy, basically, that this federal judge uh, employed 
when he changed the rules of one person, one vote, to one person, six votes. <laughs> it's kind of like the daily voting machine. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> well, I was mentioning before we went to break about uh, the un- unfortunate uh, dilemma of California. California has more people in it than any other state in our great union. California. Wow. I should say California. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, not born in America, doesn't have to be. Now they're saying, by the way, that Obama doesn't have to be born in America to be president. Uh, (laughs) Not what uh, the Constitution says, but... And then Article 2, Article 1, deals with the legislative branch, Article 2 of the executive branch, Article 3 of the judicial branch. And in Article 2, one of the first things that it says in Article 2 and uh, the first paragraph, you have to be a natural-born citizen of the United States. That means born in America, friends. But now, see, they're getting close <laughs> to where I think that Obama is running out. Uh, there's more and more people, more and more states saying, show the proof. Where is the legitimate uh, certificate? Now, they've started to look at his mother, and they've found that uh, her documents for her passport just happen out of uh, uh, 300 million uh, people, hers happens to be missing. (laughs) Why would you think that? You think there's a cover-up going on here? I mean, it's so obvious. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let me me jump back. I've got off a couple of rails here, and I don't want to get headed in the wrong direction, uh, but I wanted to let you know, Uh, about our uh, population, because we're talking California, most populous state. Uh, We're talking uh, California's got more, uh, only got two senators, the same as the smallest population of of state, two senators, but California has got like 54 representatives. I mean, that's a bunch when you consider that Nevada just barely – got three, uh, and there are uh, others that only have one. <laughs> so they got more senators than they do representatives. But California, uh, well, they got the most people and the most congressional representatives. The people cannot have a constitution, a state constitution. We're supposed to have states' rights. And a matter of fact, we fought a war, and uh, the more, more people than in any other conflict died uh, fighting this war wasn't about slavery. Grant said, if I thought this war was about slavery, I'd have been on the other side. It was about states' rights. And we are coming to a time of more conflict over states' rights because 
These federal judges that are appointed for life, they are seeded like weeds. Remember the parable that Christ uses about uh, the wheat and the tares, the weeds, and uh, his apostles ask him, well, uh, should we uh, go out? And in the parable, uh, the uh, workers ask uh, the master, shouldn't we uh, go out and uh, rip up uh, those weeds? And the master said, no. Uh, because in doing so, we may also rip up some of the good, some of the good grain. Said, we will wait, and uh, we will burn all the tares. Well, there's going to be a time uh, when these uh, people with special interests, and it's not the Constitution, these federal judges that are out there uh, that uh, are so clever that they can give uh, six votes uh, you know, to each uh, person uh, so that they can uh, manipulate it. So a certain uh, group, special interest group, can win an election. This is not uh, what uh, the state... In this case, it was the great state of New York. But in California, and it makes me angry because there's a lot of good Okies in California. Now, this judge, U.S. District Judge Vaughn R. Walker, has turned around uh, the California Constitution. The people had to vote twice. Uh, the Proposition 8, is this called, means that uh, marriage is defined as one man, one woman uh, in wedlock. And along comes a homosexual U.S. District Federal Judge, Vaughn R. Walker, and like a king, he just etch-a-sketches the entire uh, people's right people's position in the great state of California uh, and uh, uh, the voter-approved amendment to the Constitution that limited marriage uh, to the union of one man, one woman, he says violates the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Now, the 14th Amendment is very interesting because it creates federal citizens, and it was uh, during, and what it does is uh, the 14th Amendment negated the Dred Scott Supreme Court decision. Boy, sometimes, you know, I, I surprised myself. I hadn't thought about Dred Scott. <laughs> it was a case where uh, the uh, U.S. Supreme Court ruled that uh, black people, uh, slaves, now I shouldn't say slaves because, you see, uh, Andrew Johnson, who was Lincoln's vice president, was, before he was a vice president, he was a white slave. 
pretty interesting. We think of slaves, we think of black slaves, don't we? But uh, anyway, let's get back to Dred Scott. This had to do with uh, a person uh, who owned uh, slaves, and when that person died, uh, the challenge in court was, did the slaves that he owned, were they set free because of his death? Or did the slave go to the beneficiary like chattel, like property, uh, like uh, money? You know, that is, uh, they, you know, that's the way that they, uh, they bequeath this and in the will. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that, yes, if that person dies, then his slave or slaves are transferred just like chattel, just like property, and it was called the Dred Scott uh, decision. And the Supreme Court said yes. Well, you sure can't imagine that happening now. Well, the 14th Amendment was then passed. See, this was before uh, the Civil War. It was in the 1850s, as I recall, but it's not that. I mean, you know, Lincoln, uh, he gets elected uh, in 1860. He gets put in office in March of 1861, as I recall. Uh, I know you say, well, wasn't it January? Not back in Lincoln's time. It was March. And so uh, it was Dred Scott was less than 10 years old. And uh, the 14th Amendment comes along, and what it does is it uh, creates federal citizens called U.S. citizens. You used to be a, a resident. You were a citizen of Texas or of New York. And uh, uh, in the agreement with the Constitution, all the states agreed you know, that they would respect the laws. And uh, you know how it works. I, I've got, I got to get on here with this or I'm going to run out of, out of time. Uh, anyway, the 14th Amendment is under major challenge right now. The Republican conservatives want to change the 14th Amendment so that if you, uh, right now, if you are illegal, let's say, you're a couple of Chinese, a man uh, and a woman from China. You come over here. Uh, your wife is eight months uh, pregnant, uh, and you stay a month running around uh, the United States as tourists, and she has birth in California. Uh, bingo. This child is a U.S. citizen. So what the conservatives in the Republican Party, they have split the party now. I mean, the Republicans eat their own. I don't understand it. And look what the result is. Look who ends up uh, being left uh, to be in office. And so let me get on with this thing. Uh, right now, though, there's really two stories. There's what I'm telling you about this homosexual judge. Uh, that cancels the California Constitution. And there is the next story I'm not going to have time to get into, maybe tomorrow, but where you've got the uh, 
<laughs> the uh, Republican Party, the conservatives, are saying uh, we're going to modify the 14th Amendment to get rid of this uh, you know, being a natural-born American if your parents are illegal. There's something to be said. If you're illegal, you have no status. Now, status is a lawyer term, but that's what we're talking about here, law. So if you have no status, then what about the children? Well, it's a very interesting. We're going to have to spend some time. We'll do that tomorrow unless, uh, you know, some nation is imploded or the world blows up, and then we'll talk about that. Anyway, this judge uh, has set aside uh, the uh, California amendment saying, or the California Constitution, uh, saying that uh, this one man, one woman, that it violates the 14th Amendment. And he has found that a child does not uh, have a need or a right uh, to a father. Here's what he says. Children do not need to be raised by a male parent and a female parent to be well-adjusted. And having both a male and a female parent does not increase the likelihood that a child will be well-adjusted. What does this guy know? The judge writes this in his opinion. Quote, the gender of a child's parent is not a factor in a child's adjustment. <laughs> the judge states this uh, he says the sexual orientation of an individual does not determine whether the individual can be a good parent. Oh, come on, judge. If you look at nations that have embraced homosexuality for uh, a generation or two, for decades, there's the, and who am I talking about? Sweden. I'm talking about Finland. I'm talking about Norway. I'm talking about these Nordic, great Nordic nations. They have embraced homosexuality and uh, you know being married, uh, being partners or whatever you would call it, uh, for a long time, and homosexuality being completely legal and normal and a lifestyle accepted. And they have concluded that you give up about 20 years of life expectancy by being a homosexual because of uh, promiscuity, because of related diseases that can be fatal, because of victim of or part of violent criminal acts. And uh, so the judge is talking but he isn't, uh, his mouth is moving, and he's not telling the truth. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get on with what uh, he has to say. Children raised by gay or lesbian parents are as likely as children raised by heterosexual parents to be healthy, successful, and well-adjusted. And the research supporting this conclusion is accepted beyond serious debate in the field of development psychology. You know something? I know something about this kind of stuff, and uh, that isn't. If you read what the statistics are currently, it is shocking. It is violent. It is a shame. Nevertheless, the truth. 
People with homosexual lifestyles are victim to many, many uh, irregularities that shorten their life. Anyway, it says uh, uh, the fact is beyond serious debate, uh, it, the American Psychological Association has entered into evidence uh, cases which uh, state few studies are available regarding children of gay fathers. And so, you know, who I'm, I'm just saying that the judge uh, may be talking, but uh, he isn't necessarily telling the truth. Now, the second question, by the way, is do children raised by lesbian gay parents have problems in personal development in the area other than sexual identity? And uh, children are... Uh, the lesbian or gay parents says are more vulnerable. Now, this is what the American Psychological uh, Association says, are more vulnerable to mental breakdown. Uh, do they have more behavior problems uh, or less? And friends, uh, just because Judge Walker uh, has accepted homosexuality doesn't mean that he should uh, not rule using actual facts and uh, to determine justice. And the people of California who have twice now shown that this is their desires for a constitution should be honored. And... uh, He says, California law permits and encourages gays and lesbians to become parents through adoption, fostering parents, or assistive reproductive technology. Uh, This is what Walker is saying. Approximately 18% of same-sex couples in California are raising children. And so all of this, basically, he says that the California... Uh, Constitution is unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment of the United States, which is the Equal Protection Clause. I will talk to you in detail tomorrow about the 14th Amendment. Uh, Suffice to say right now that it has divided the Republican Party. And so if you're tuned in tomorrow, I'll tell you exactly why it happened. Stay with American Voice Radio, please. Just what they say, the brave men of the Green Beret, silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three when the Green Beret.
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom
Welcome to Condition Critical with your host, Jay Shanahan, breaking the stranglehold of the New World Order. And now, Jay Shanahan. All right, welcome. I am Jay Shanahan, your host. This is the Condition Critical Show. You are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. You can go to the website, AmericanVoiceRadio.com or the AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Get into the chat room. Uh, you all know how, should know how to do that. Uh, I want to just get that out of the way quickly. And, and then, again, quickly, I want to, again, encourage folks to donate. So I am going to uh, post that link as well into the chat room. Secondly, uh, Frank and I just before the show, I did. I always do a check, check like radio check, and and I promise I'm going to get this sound thing worked out better. This the tinny. Frank says it sounds pretty good, and and I I trust that it does. Uh, so I would like to get that worked out, and and in the future I will get that worked out. Uh, Having said all that, you can. I have a blog. You guys can go to my blog. That is irish684.com. I post articles on there often. As a matter of fact, my latest, well, two, my, my two latest articles are going to be the subject, really, of a couple of things that I, I want to talk about. And I just kind of want to get right into some things here. And I'll try and keep up with the chat room as it goes along. Uh, I can see there's not that many people in there, but that really doesn't matter because I, I can't really keep up with it anyway while I'm while I'm, I'm speaking. Well, I just see somebody posted in the chat room, Andrew Post, uh, if I'm on right now, and I am, in fact, I am live. It is Tuesday, August 11th, 2015, a little bit after 3 p.m. out here on the Pacific Time Coast. I am located up here in western Washington, Uh same as Frank is down in Southern Oregon. I'm out here on the West Coast. Okay. I want to just kind of get on with some things right now. I'm not going to do a lot of muckraking like I have been doing in the beginning, at the beginning of my show. I don't really think there's a need for it all the time. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate, and it is, because I've said it before. I think people need to pay attention to what's going on out there. You really do. It can be depressing. It can be a lot of – it can be negative. But you really need to pay attention to what's going on out there. And you need to read the stuff that's going on out there. And I wanted to say this quickly, because this is kind of be the theme of the show. And it's like an old Chinese proverb. And it goes something like the beginning of wisdom is to call things by their proper name. And when you read articles, you can see how they miss, how they just construe things. They lie. They lie. They 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 contort things. They're, it's devious. It's evil. It's corrupt. It's everything bad. And they do it for a reason. It is not a coincidence. I'm not going to sit here and split hairs and say, oh, but sometimes they make a mistake, and you know, and and you know, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Wrong, wrong. I deal in absolutes. I'm from the East Coast. Wrong. What they're doing is wrong. It's evil. It's bad. There, it's not a mistake. They know what they're doing, and they need to be held accountable. And the only way we're going to be able to, to do so is to read the stuff and, 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 you know, decipher it for ourselves and then take action. Write letters. Make phone calls. Tell your friends. Tell anybody that will listen. But, folks, I know it's hard. I, I would much rather be doing something else 
myself, like sunning myself on a beach in Tahiti. But you know what? Things are bad, man. Things are really bad. They're out of control. I'm going to start the show off with abortion. I guess it came up, and I didn't watch the presidential debates, but I guess the, the question came up. Correct me if I'm wrong. That it came up to Scott Walker. Maybe somebody at, uh, maybe one of the, 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 the scumbag moderators asked him the trick question. Would you, so would you support, you know, make abortion illegal, uh, you know, if the life of the mother was involved or something like that? Look, I, I've said this and I'll say it again. That's a trick question. It's a stupid, absurd question and I would not answer it. Let me say this about abortion. In a civilized, just, moral society, abortion cannot be tolerated, will not be tolerated, period, period. Beyond that, beyond that, if the life of the mother is in danger while she's having, while in pregnancy and and so forth, then it becomes a question best answered by a doctor, qualified doctor or doctors, period, not politicians, in Washington and not by activists because like I said and excuse me let me get a drink of water with the call things by their proper name here's here's what it is you have pro-life when it comes to the abortion movement and I would say that that is what it is that seems pretty definitive Uh, most people that are pro-life well they're pro-life well that's what it says pretty definitive pro-choice is not that's a lie. It's deception. Because what pro-choice is, nearly 100% of the time, means pro-abortion. So why not just call yourself pro-abortion? A- answer me that question. Well, because they want to confuse things and they want to they kind of water it down and make it like, oh, it's just pro-choice. Everybody's for choice. Yeah, I'm for choice when it comes to like uh, putting gasoline in my car if I want 87 octane versus 92 octane. The difference between... Pro-life and pro-abortion is vastly different. I'm pro-life. Now, I used to say, and I used to be flippant and say, I I consider myself pro-choice. And I did this at a protest one time. And I I was liked at first, but then when I kind of hit them with the punchline, but I choose life, then you wouldn't believe the outrage. Because they they want no parts of that. And let me continue on with the, the life of the mother. Look, do you think in an abortion clinic, let's just say there was a mom in there and, and she was having complications or whatever. And, and let's just say something like she's like, you know, maybe I'll I, I won't have the abortion you know, in my life. In, a, in an abortion clinic, let me make one thing perfectly clear. They, they now let's call the abortion clinics what they are and let's call Planned Parenthood what it is. Baby Murder Incorporated. Their sole purpose in there is to murder babies. They're not concerned about that. If the mother dies, well, that's just a bonus, really, for them. That's just another death that they can notch, you know, put a notch under their, you know, their gun belt, if you will. That's all it is. Do you think for a moment that they're concerned about life in any way in an abortion clinic? Well, of course not. Their sole purpose is to murder babies. That's it. If someone were to go to an administrator and say, we have a problem, uh, uh, Mrs. Mangala, uh, uh, Betty kind of doesn't want to have this abortion. She's concerned or something. They would say, you get back in there right now and you go murder that baby. Now, you go scrape that baby out of the womb and you suck it right out of the womb and you scrape it from that female's uterus. Now, move. That's what we do here. 
We don't perform any other services here. We murder babies. That's what we do. And in a moral and just society, folks, it cannot be tolerated. But see, we don't live in a moral and just society. We just don't. And that's a problem. That's a problem for all of us. We need to move towards that. And we're not going to move towards that unless we pay attention. Getting back to the beginning, we have to pay attention. Call these people for what they are. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do so. Don't be afraid to get shouted down, that you're going to be called uh, intolerant, uh, a bigot, a racist, or anything like that. Don't let them throw those kind of, uh, those are platitudes and, and, and those words that they'll throw out there. That's all they know how to do. Take a baseball bat with you when you go to one of these protests, okay? And bring about 10 friends with you and have them bring baseball bats. And if you have a concealed uh, pistol license, bring a gun with you and have it loaded. And let them know you're not backing down because it is a war. It is a war, and they're winning. And it's unbelievable that they're winning by words and words alone. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. These politicians, they, they, they go sit in these debates and talk nonsense, and these creeps that call themselves moderators, okay, that ask these nonsensical, absurd questions. It just boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. The federal government has no business in the abortion business, period, like I said, in a moral and, well, a, a moral and just government would not permit it. That would be their only, that, that would be their only really uh, dealings with it, that, hey, we live in a moral and just godful society. We fear God. We have God. We believe in Jesus Christ, and abortion will not be tolerated. But, hey, we're not doctors either. So if there's, you know, the life of the mother's in jeopardy, or there's some things going on, those are answers and questions best left to the professionals, meaning doctors, not some scumbag, charlatan, godless politician who's only looking to get votes. How simple is that? I ask you people, how simple is that? And if I seem a little terse or a little angry or a little PO'd, I am. Things are bad. Things are bad. And, I, and what am I supposed to do? Play nice? I'm supposed to be happy? Well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm tired of people telling me to shut up. I'm tired of people tearing this country down. Things have to stop. Things have to change, people. We have to change them. You think Donald Trump or Scott Walker or whoever, I, I can't even name some of these clowns that are running. And look, the Democrats are coming. They're coming, and that's going to be worse for, for folks like us. That's going to be worse. Because as bad as the Republicans are, we know that the Democrats are far worse. Far worse. Hillary Clinton is like the epitome of evil on earth. Simple as that. I've said it before. At the very least, she belongs in prison, in a, in, in a hellhole of a prison at that. And that's, that's like it's at the least, at the least. But what really needs to happen is in the public square, that wench needs to be swinging from a rope after her speedy trial for many things, many things, long list of things that that evil, despicable, I even hesitate to call her a human being, has done along with her, her cohort, cohort, her, her piece of crap 
Are they even married? I doubt it. Anyway, folks, I, I think I'll stop with the abortion thing. Let's call it what it is. It's baby murder, period. That's all it is. It is baby murder. And Planned Parenthood is waging war on babies. That's what they do there. They murder them by whatever means necessary. And then they put their remains, what's left of them, on a little tray, and they dissect them to get out the little hearts and the little livers and the kidneys so they can farm them off somewhere. Folks, how sick is that? And if it doesn't sicken you, well, uh, you know, I'm sorry. It's, it's just pretty sickening. And I posted an article in my blog, on my blog, about that. And, and what I'm going to do right now as I'm talking, I'll go ahead and, and pull that up. And I will post it in the chat room right now. And, and you all can read it and maybe uh, share it with your, your friends and what all. Irish684.com, that's the article that I wrote on abortion. Because, it, look, it sickens me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – really, there's really nothing more to say about it. But I will go one I'll, – I'll say one last thing. I don't know how much more emphatically I can say it. It sickens me. It's disgusting, period. There is no such thing as pro-choice when it comes to the movement. You're simply pro-abortion. You are a piece of garbage is what you are. You're a piece of garbage, and you sicken me, and you're going straight to hell. Do you understand me, people? You're going straight to hell, and I'm not the one sending you there. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to the latest article that I posted on my blog at irish684.com, and it involves the Black Lives Matter movement. And now, again, we're going to get back to Confucius, and the, the beginning of wisdom is to call things by their proper name, and I might be butchering that, but you get the gist. Uh, Black Lives Matter movement, here's what it really stands for. We hate white people. You get it? We hate white people. That's what it stands for. All the time, every time, we hate white people. Look at what, look at, just, just look at the, at the protests. And I call them, I call them riots. I don't call them Black Lives Matter uh, protests. I call them, we hate white people, riots. Because that's what they are. Are they, are they not? I mean, what just happened again in Ferguson? What just happened again in Ferguson? Well, they tell you that they were Black Lives Matter protests, uh, uh, you know, for the year anniversary of the shooting of, and they have to keep saying it, they have to keep saying it, unarmed uh, black teenager uh, who could have been a defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings, Michael Brown, instead of calling him like he was, black thug, criminal piece of crap. Okay, so that's with the black lives. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that article before I continue with my commentary on this matter into the chat room. This is about the, the black lives matter, a.k.a. we hate white people uh, movement and the riots that they, that they perpetrate. And look, what this, look, and, and look what they get away with. Just recently, just recently here in Seattle, you had Bernie Sanders. Now he's a piece of crap, socialist. Uh, it's Christian Network for a uh, guy, person from Vermont, running for president. Now, let me digress for a moment. 
now, don't they get some? Don't they get some kind of security? I mean, at least uh, like a, a rent a cop or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But so he's at a he's he's at a he's at a he's supposed to speak at a rally here over the weekend this past weekend in Seattle near where I live. And I mean, he doesn't even get two words out. <laughs> he gets two words out, and two ignorant black female racist dirtbags start shouting him down. I mean, they, they, they like take over the stage and like one of them like is now at the podium. And the first thing I'm going is, okay, where are the police? Where, where are the police? Why aren't they being like right now? Where isn't there like any type of secret service or any type of security for these people that are running for president? I'm just asking. I, I don't know what the, you know, what the, the, you know, the specifics are when it comes to that. Maybe they don't get it yet. Nonetheless, he let himself just get completely shouted off stage, just like Mike O'Malley did about a week or, or and a half or so ago down in Arizona. That's what these we hate white people rioters do. That's what they, they don't even know what they're saying. Well, first, I don't know what they're saying because they're, you can't understand them. They're just shouting. They don't know what they're saying. They're just they're just shouting because well, that's what they do. They're they're not. These aren't civilized people. They're clearly not. And as I stated in my article, they there's no room for them, and they should not be tolerated either in a civilized society. But, folks, we have to call them for what they are. We have to not tolerate these people, period. That's it. And if you're a white person, okay, if you're a white person and you support the We Hate White People movement, well, think about that for a moment. Think about that for a moment. If you're a white person and you support a movement that is – their title is We Hate White People. Now, if you missed it, that's also known as Black Lives Matter. It's absurd. It's completely absurd. And as soon as we start calling it what it is, calling them out, they will either shut the hell up and go away or, hey, let me ask this. Digress for just another moment here. Where's our president? Where's the leader of the free world? First of all, congratulations there, Barack Hussein Obama, you're, you've nearly got your race war. You've nearly got it. You half black, almost black, all black brother with the half white, uh, what is it? Uh, how do you call it? All black brother with the all white mother president that we have, the piece of garbage. You nearly got it. You nearly got it. You got, you got your folks all whipped into a frenzy. Eric Holder, you're probably howling because as, as you, as he clearly said, them's my people. Them's my people. Yeah, Eric Holder, another half-black brother with an all-white mother. But, again, where is he? Well, he's nowhere to be found. He's, well, he's howling, too. Him and Eric Holder, they're off somewhere. Man, they are just, they're howling, man. They're, they're, they're bent over, doubled over laughter. They're, like, cramped up with the laughter. They get, holy moly, these white people, they're so stupid. Man, we got them. Because not one white people will dare. Not one white pe- person dares. Well, certainly in the media, certainly in the media, to, to question these people. And it's, it sickens me. This sickens me as well when I hear it. When I hear these, these self-hating white commentators uh, cower and say, in the commentary that they put forth, I just, I want to scream. I can't even turn the radio on out here in the Seattle area to get a traffic report without some nitwit white commentator uh, cowering to the white, we hate white people rioters and protesters. 
They, they want to somehow justify them because they want to call them all oh, the Black Lives Matter movement. It's, they have a very serious issues and, and the issues that face the black people every day and, and so forth and so on. Shut up. Shut up. You're an idiot. That's what somebody needs to tell. Somebody needs to take the microphone. You need to hear, like, the, the rumbling of the mic and, and some papers crumbling and, and some scuffling going on in the background and, and maybe a fist hitting the side of a face, like in a movie. Pow! And then somebody taking over the mic. Oh, okay, pardon me. We had to, uh, yeah, we had to get rid of that commentator because they are an idiot. And we're not going to tolerate lunacy anymore on this network. We're going to start calling things for what it is. And if you don't like it, turn us off. Because you know what? More people would tune in. Then more people would tune in. The nitwits, of course, would tune out. Then they would have no place to go because there's very few of them. Because right now we are just we are just catering to the map, to, to the to the uh, you know the minority. We're just the inmates, man. They running the asylum. Are you kidding me? It, 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 it's way beyond that. What the inmates are doing. It's way beyond that. And I am just a hardhead. I refuse. I just refuse to shut up and mind my own business. I just do. If somebody wants to engage me in these types of matters, they better be prepared. Because I don't back down. And I will not back down. And that's the message that I'm imploring and I'm trying to put forth is that we can't back down. We can't be afraid of them. Ooh, they, the cops might, or the NSA, or, or I might get called a racist. Go to hell! That's what I tell them. Pardon my French. That's what I tell them. Look, we have to get mad. It was in a Clint Eastwood movie. I think it was Outlaw Josie Wales when he said, you got to get mean. You got to get like plum mad dog mean, he said. Well, we do. They are, and for all the wrong reasons, okay? They just like to hear themselves scream and, and, and burn things down. Look, they burn their own neighborhoods down. How, how insane is that? They shoot each other. They shoot the police that are there to protect them. And look, I know that the police over the last several months or maybe years, there's been some, there's been some tension. There's been some things going on. But, you know, we can deal with that in a civilized way. And we should until we don't have to. But they, they, this is, their first thing is, hey, man, we're just going to start burning stuff down. We're going to start shooting even our own people. Then we're just going to blame white people. How convenient is that? Well, it's, it, it's too convenient. In fact, it's so, so, so convenient that that's all they know how to do. And that's all they know how to do in these nitwit, white, self-hating white liberal commentators that just uh, proliferate the airwaves, cater to them. You can almost say, some of them, you, you can almost see them tearing up. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Oh, these poor, these poor African-Americans, they only want to be treated fairly. Right, right, you nitwit. You, go to their neighborhood, why don't you? And, and try and cater to them and, and see what happens. If you're a woman, well, they're going to rape you. Okay, and, and then maybe they'll kill you. But they're certainly going to rape you, you idiot. And if you're a guy, well, uh, you know, you're going to get beat up, robbed, shot, killed, and they might rape you too. That's what it's come down to. I don't care if that sounds extreme, because you know what? It's the truth. The sun tomorrow is going to rise in the east, whether you like it or not. 
Until we start recognizing the truth, we can't deal with it. We can go, there's a, there's a quote from the 13th Warrior, we're about almost to break here, and it goes something like, go ahead and hide in your hole. It won't save you one moment sooner. That's where we are. After the break, we'll get into some more things, because I think it is time for the break. I don't hear the, <clears throat> I don't hear the music going. There it is. See you after the break. Stop. 
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Closed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes. Now in the street, they all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 316- 619-4886 Oh fear the heart of men are failing for these are latter days we know the great depression now is spreading God's word declared it would be so I'm going where there's no depression to a better land that's free from care I'll leave this world of toil and trouble my home's in heaven 
tribulation time will come storms will hurl in midnight fear sweep lost millions to their doom I'm going where's no depression to a better land that's free from care I'll leave this world a toil and trouble my home's in heaven I'm going there I'm going where there's no depression a better land it's free from care I'll leave this world toil and trouble home's in heaven I'm going there I'm going where there's no depression to a better land that's free from care I'll leave this world of toil and trouble my home's in heaven I'm going there all right welcome back this is the condition critical show I'm your host Jay Shanahan you're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. It is still Tuesday, as Frank would say, uh, August 11th, 2015. It is 38 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And again, it is Tuesday that we're live and all that here on American Voice Radio. Go to the website, go to the chat room, get in there, ask questions. I posted some links uh, on my, to my blog, irish684.com. I'll post a link after the show, but you can contact me through my website, and I'll post my uh, uh, email further. Uh, I did want to say once again, don't please donate to theamericanvoice.com. It's a it's a worthy endeavor, and I would appreciate it if you all did that. I, I made an offer last week. Anybody that donated five dollars, I will send them. It's no obligation or extra cost. You know, like a paracord cross or keychain or whatever. Uh, this is a, just as like a token of my appreciation and, and my thanks for for helping the network out. And I'll I'll say that later on in the chat room because that offer stands 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, hey, I contribute, uh, and I have, and I, I will continue to do so. Uh, I was listening to Anthony Garissi's show yesterday, which I, I don't normally catch live uh, because I work nights and I'm usually still in the rack at that time. Uh, but it was hot and I, I couldn't sleep. So I got up and cause I like it. It's, it's a really good show. Uh, and he mentioned something in there and I, I don't think this is out of bounds for saying, but you know, us hosts, we do pay for our airtime, but I think it's worth it. I, and I just do, and I'm not going to really harp on it or go any further than that. I, it's, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> okay. Simple as that. And this is a, you know, this is a good network. I don't want to overstate it. I think, you know, I, I just, I just think that that you know that's that, that says it right there. It's a good network, and and you know Pastor Mike Hoover said, "Hey, look, man, you don't want this network to go away because they they are, they will come after voices like ours eventually, unless we're you know we're here, man, and we're we're standing with each other because it is just us, okay? Like I said at the beginning, you know, of the show, you know, we got to stick together, we got to pay attention, and man, it is just us. I mean, we not might not all be right here right now in my garage, my little humble makeshift studio." But it is just us. Uh, there's a there's a nucleus of, of folks, uh, and I believe there's a lot more of us that, that show up in the chat room. Uh, and there, I just there is that's a fact. There's a nucleus of uh, a nucleus of, of us out there, and we're we have to stick together. We have to stick together. Over the years, we have had disagreements in the chat room, 
uh, on many things. But you know what? It never boils down into, uh, you know, people taking it personal or using the, and I, I don't like this term, so I'm only going to use it once because people understand it. It's called butthurt. I hate that phrase. I hate it. I, I don't use that. I don't, maybe I'm too old or, and I'm not. I'm only not even 51, but I just don't like that term. But anyway, you can have disagreements. You can have disagreements on this network in that chat room. Okay, Frank has some pretty strict rules, and they're pretty easy to abide by. But here's the other thing. Uh, once you build up a relationship in there, and, and you're not trying to be offensive, okay, not trying to be offensive, again, there's a difference between being offensive and offending, then there's, there's some latitude that goes along with that, uh, where you can – maybe push it just a little bit to, to kind of get your point across. Of course, there's the no swearing thing and, and all that. And it is a Christian chat room. And I don't say that lightly. And, and I don't believe any of us that believe, uh, at least the way I do and the way Frank does and others do, Pastor Mike and so forth, we don't say that lightly. We don't just say it. It's a, it's a big deal, okay? Uh, at least to me it is. Anyway, I'll continue on. Uh, I'll move uh, I think I've maybe... Toned it down a little bit, or I'll tone it down a little bit. I, I, but I was, uh, I am angry, and I'm just angry about the state of what's going on in, in this country. Talked about abortion, baby murder, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, that's the we hate white people riders slash protesters. Now I want to kind of you know because Frank has asked this question <clears throat> over. And this kind of is going to tie in somewhat with some of what I talked about in the first half about the <clears throat> excuse me about the presidential debates. Okay, and I want to say this quickly because it, it really blew up into the the uh, uh, the, the fight or the uh, whatever the, the spat between that piece of garbage, bimbo Megyn Kelly, the 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 slut from Fox News. Because look, look, that's what those females are over there. Is it, a, is it a coincidence that they're all blondes with, with giant breasts and they wear short uh, little like mini skirts? Uh, what is it, the Playboy channel over there? And, 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 and then what, they all of a sudden they, they're like respected commentators? She's as dumb as a box of rocks. She thinks she's smart. And here's the thing. That's okay if she thinks she's smart, but she's got other people convinced that she is because they're too busy looking at her breasts. And not paying attention to what comes out of her filthy, lion scumbag mouth. Anyway, like I said, if I had been Donald Trump, I would have dropped the gloves like in a hockey fight and came over the boards. Okay? And it would have been game on. But like I said, I called into Frank's show last night, and as far as the presidential, uh, presidential debates went, as far as who won, I said it last night, I'll say it now on my show, that they won. Meaning the other side, the evil, twisted people that are destroying this country, they won. And the American people, all of us, all of us, even the we hate white people, rioters slash protesters, they lose too. Okay, we, we all lose when we participate in that, in that nonsense that has become the presidential debates. And I had some notes written down. And look, what are they talking about? Because, again, there was a question asked of Scott Walker about, oh, the abortion, the life of the mother. That's absurd. Again, I, I'm not going to go back on that. How about let's talk about some real issues? And now I know Trump has brought up illegal immigration, but it's all the same stuff. It's, it's all just pandering to maybe the right wing or the far right 
as, as some would call when it comes to illegal immigration. Because, again, let's call that what it is. They're not undocumented immigrants. They're illegal alien, criminal invaders, m- mostly from Mexico. Okay, they don't belong here, period. But I had this, because people say, Jay, sometimes you're ranting, no solutions, and, you know, and, and that's all fine. And, yeah, I agree with you. But how about a solution? Well, I came to this solution as far as it pertains to illegal immigration a couple of weeks ago. It just dawned on me because you, the, our politicians say it all the time. Do they not? And, and I'm going to paraphrase. I don't have any direct quotes, but they, it goes something like, you know, you know these these undocumented immigrants and so forth, they're, they're good for our economy. And they do, as George Bush said, uh, and they're only doing the jobs that Americans won't do. And, and if they weren't here, our economy would suffer. And, and so I kind of put two and two together. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So, so what you're saying is, in a nutshell, legal immigration, illegal immigration, criminal invasion from Mexico is good for the economy, good for our economy. Hey, okay, okay, well, let's, let's expand on that. If it's so good for our economy, hey, why should we hoard that? Why should we keep that all to ourselves? Why don't we share? Why don't we, like, round them all up and say, hey, you know, you've been so good for our economy. We appreciate it. And so as a token of our appreciation, we're going to give you all, all 73 million of you, a free bus ride, plane ride, boat ride, train ride, car ride, uh, horseback, whatever ride, uh, south of the Mexican border down into, like, Guatemala, Ecuador, and uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, all those places. We're going to send you, because if you, you've, been, you've just been such a, a boom for us, I mean, we would just feel bad. So here we go. Off you go. We're going to send you. We're going to go bypass Mexico. It's kind of like Monopoly. You're not going to stop here. No. You know, we're going to pass go, and we're going to go right down. Boom. I, right? Wouldn't that be just wonderful for those economies down there? Because they certainly have to be suffering. I mean, those are third-world cesspools down there. Why should we keep all of the, this, this, this newfound, not even newfound, but this wealth that these, that these undocumented, as they call them, immigrants bring to this nation? It just seems to me to be pretty selfish, and we shouldn't do it. It's the wrong thing to do. So as, as Jay Shanahan, if I were running for president, that would be on my platform. In the first 100 days, in the first 100 days, I would round them all up, all 73 million of the, the illegal immigration scumbag criminal invaders. I'd round them all up, and I would send them south of the Mexican border. And say, so here you go. I mean, it worked for us. Our economy's thriving. I, we think we can do without these uh, people now, and here you go. How do you think that would work? How do you think it would work? I don't know. I just thought I would throw that out there. That's one issue. That's one issue that doesn't get talked about in in those terms. Okay. Another issue. This came across my desk. This may be part of the muckraking that I talked about in the beginning about how you need to pay attention to what's going on out there. I live in the Seattle area. Okay. Now, there's a there's a skyscraper. It's the one of the tallest, if not, well, it's the tallest building certainly in the state of Washington. But it's one of the tallest buildings on the West Coast, and it's the Columbia Tower. It was just sold to a group of investors from Hong Kong for 700, and this is an interesting number, 711, was it million dollars? Yes, 711 million dollars. Okay, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, because maybe it was billion. Anyway, 
interesting number, 711. That's kind of close to 911. I don't know, just throwing that out there. But what? here's the point I'm trying to make. What, what nation, what sane nation sells real estate to foreign entities? I don't know. I, and look, man, I, I'm not like a, a, you know, steeped in foreign diplomacy and, and microeconomics and, 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 you know, international relations. You know, I didn't like go to Harvard Business School or, you know, I just kind of went to high school and into the service and I drive truck. And, but I don't know. Does that make sense to you people? Why would we do that? And look, it's not the first instance, obviously. I'm just bringing it up because it was, it's very local to me. And it's always concerned me. I'm like, what is this? You got these Chinese, they've got like, they've got like entire industrial zones. And you can look this up for yourself over in Idaho. They've got like these, and they're like, they're almost like sovereign zones. All oh, Jay, that sounds conspiratorial. Where are you getting that from? Like InfoWars or something? Uh, look it up for yourself and, and just look into it yourself. Just Google it. I don't have it here in front of me. But the point is, what, what nation does that? Does that make sense to you to sell real estate or, or anything, your natural resources, whatever it may be, just wholesale to foreign countries, to foreign investors, to foreigners? In Hong Kong, that's, they're kind of closely related to China, are they not? Uh, China, they're, they're kind of buddies with us. I, are, are they really? It's kind of not the same thing as Canada. I mean, I would even... You know, consider that to be wrong, that if they sold the Columbia Tower to the Canadians. I mean, the Canadians are kind of like the 51st state, you know, to us and what have you. And they're just up there, up to the north. And A, right? But even them, no. Now, so if I were president, that's the kind of question that I would force upon them. And I would force that topic. And they would say, well, candidate uh, Jay Shanahan, what would your proposal be? How do you, what, what would you do about this? And I would tell them. This is what I would do. Well, the first thing I would do is I would, I would seize each and every, all properties belonging to foreigners, period. Just see, take it. Gone. It's not yours anymore. And they, they would have two choices. If they were in this country, they would have two choices. They were living here. You can either, A, get out of town by uh, next Wednesday, or you can go to prison. Oh, and actually, there's a third choice. Or we can kill you right now. It's up to you. It's up to you but you have until like next Wednesday and it's Tuesday right now. So that's like tomorrow. Is it, wouldn't that make sense? I can look, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe I'm overthinking this. What, what sane nation, what sane leaders in a nation would, why are they doing this? I, I, I don't know. I mean, other than the fact that they're intent on just accelerating the destruction of this once great nation. And they're just doing it wholesale. They just sold a, a freaking skyscraper to some people in Hong Kong. How, how do you think that's going to work out for us, folks? What, it's just not very well. Those are the kind of, kinds of issues. Th those are the kinds of real issues that face this country. Excuse me, had to take a drink. That aren't being talked about. No, we want to, and I, talk, I call it muckraking. <laughs> I call it muckraking. 
Look what they talk about in presidential debates. Uh, nonsensical, absurd questions. Stuff that doesn't matter. A hill of beans. While the other hand is just, just molesting us. Murdering us. Taking away our birthright, our children's birthright. Giving away our wealth. Just taking it. Just, 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 and it's not theirs, by the way. They're just stealing it from us, folks, and we're just sitting back and we're all getting uh, hung up on, you know, the we hate white people rider protesters, and, and we're all arguing about uh, pro-life or pro-choice instead of calling it what it is. And, man, like I said in the beginning of the show, they're a freaking howling, man, because they are, they're, they're in the same room. They're in the same room. Now, when they leave the room, they say, okay, we're going out the side door and you're going out that side door. Because, you know, when we, when we get outside of this room, we can't, you know, we can't have these people thinking that we're, we're together. Okay, we have to put this front out there that we're, you know, that, we're, that we stand for this and, and, and you stand for that. And we'll get these people all confused and fighting amongst themselves. And, man, it is working. It's working. But I got to say, it wouldn't work. If we paid attention and we called these people, wrote letters, and one became two, two became four. You get my point? I'll keep saying that. We have to start building numbers and stop arguing about nonsense. We can deal with that later once we take our country back. Now, I know that the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, – when, you know, when you say things like that, you're automatically a white supremacist or uh, vehemently anti-government. Look, the Oath Keepers showed up uh, today, I think, in Ferguson. Okay, and I just want to read something. I just want to read something really quickly here. What does it say? The protesters showed up, and and I'll post this. Actually, I'll post it. You can read it for yourself. But one of the quotes in the article is is that they're, they're walking around carrying automatic weapons. Well, that's a lie, okay? And that should outrage people. That's what I'm talking about. They got us, they got us, you know, they got us chasing our tail here, man, because they know if they put that out there, automatic weapons, which is a flat-out lie. Do I need to tell you that you can't carry around? Do I need to? No, I don't need to, but it's a lie. And they just say it, automatic weapons. There they go. And then they, and they even quote the Southern Poverty Law Center in here. And, and the Southern Poverty Law Center says that the, the Oath Keepers, and I don't know that much about them, that they are, and this is what the Southern Poverty Law Center says, they are fiercely anti-government and militaristic. Uh, wait, so, and the We Hate White People riders and protesters aren't anti-government and militaristic? Who was it in Ferguson that was shooting at police officers? Was it the Oath Keepers? Or was it some we hate white people, rioters, protesters, murdering thug people? Uh, which one? Well, I don't have to answer that question for you because, well, it's just obvious. See, when the truth's the truth, it's the truth. They can't hide it. The shots were fired. The bell was rung. They tried to sweep it under the carpet. And, oh, what really happened? And, and it's funny to watch the news people, you know, because they – it's so it's right in front of them and it's the truth and they're like kind of well did it really happen please do I have to report this it's pathetic 
to watch them scramble. And they'll ask questions. Well, are you sure? Was it was it really gunfire? And and was it? Are you sure? And and they get, but but the cop shot first, right? Uh, Betty. I uh, know, Joe. It, it says all, oh, but it, that just can't be. That completely destroys our narrative. That just can't be. We. I will not report that. But it doesn't matter because it's the truth. So they kind of have to. Oh yeah, the the rioter, the protester. But but he was provoked or provoked. Yeah. And that's the kind of things that they say. You see how absurd it is, people? I call them out for what they are. I write these, I write these filthy, beady-eyed, rat-clawed SOBs letters, and I use harsh language when I do so. I don't care if they know where I live. Because some people that uh, are going, uh, you know, speaking out and going to some of these protests, you know, they don't do so with with the right frame of mind. They think they can, you know... They think they can, uh, uh, you know, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? They can, you know, kind of work with them. No, you can't work with these people, man. You can't. So I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them. I tell them, you threaten my life, you threaten my family, you show up at, at my house. Well, you then now uh, go ahead. I dare you. I'm not afraid of you. You got that? They understand that. Now, does that mean I'm, I, I won't get shot in the back? Or, or beat up by a bunch of we-hate-white-people rioters slash protesters? Yeah, that could happen. But you know what? I'm going to swing. I'm not going to go down without swinging. The, the responsibility, folks, uh, for this to get better relies on us. Us. The good people. The good people in this country that want to take the country back. Because that's good and that's righteous and we need to do that well we are at the end of the show of uh, the musical key in here i'm still getting kind of used to this whole talking at the end of the show here comes the music it's been really great talking with you all this afternoon i appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in and supporting this show and more importantly this network uh i will see you again and i will speak with you again with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.